0: Yo, fired up this morning, we talking 49ers Packers, where the Packers media, they've been downright disrespectful, downright disrespectful, coming off with this smug, just, we're going to get into that, all right, and also, Richard Sherman, Chris Sims, they have differing opinions, opinions of Jimmy Garoppolo, all right, one is pro-Jimmy, one is not so much pro-Jimmy, we're going to get into that, and maybe where some of Richard Sherman's comments have been taken out of context, man. Y'all know what it is. It's the San Francisco 49 this Morning Show. Let's go! Intercepted! It is picked off by Eric
1: Crocker. Over midfield, he'll run it all the way into the end zone. Crop Talk TV
2: Podcast
0: yeah. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker, and y'all know what it is, man. Today, we're getting after it, man, and we're jumping straight into it. But first, we we'll want make sure everybody's feeling good. Do our little mental health t- checks. Make sure everybody's mind state is in the right place. We got the flames coming in, five flames. We got five. I don't know if that's fireworks, but I like it. That must be better than flames. Let's go. Make sure everybody's mental is good. Everybody doing good? Everybody okay? Everybody excited for this game tomorrow, 49ers, Packers. I see the 49ers media members showing up in Green Bay, and they're like, no lie. They're saying this is the coldest weather they've ever been in. And I experienced it last week. I was in Minnesota uh, before I went out to uh, Dallas to watch the 49ers game. And when I left Minnesota, it was like two degrees. And that's that's pretty damn cold. Last year, Arkansas. I live in Arkansas, for those of you who don't know. I'm from Stockton, California. you all know, see I'm always representing. Got my Stockton Ports hat right there. Got my Edison. Uh, I got the Edison shirt on today. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, real 209. But um, I live in Arkansas. It got cold a little bit in Arkansas last year. Uh, what, February maybe? March? Something like that? It was like three degrees out here. It don't really get cold like that. But it looks like it's really cold up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh the 49 ers media are like, <laughs> they're, they're posting how cold it is. I've seen the players post how cold it is. But y'all know what it is, man. Let's get it straight into it, everything. And obviously, we want to bring the fans on today. Today was supposed to be Fan Friday. And, and come on, and I just let y'all just go. And y'all talked the whole time. But a couple things came up. And the first thing is just the Packers media and how they've kind of been about this whole matchup. They're missing something with the 49ers. They are missing something with the 49ers. For a team that escaped, for a team that escaped from Levi Stadium with a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. But they act like this team is just so, like, big and macho. And, again, they're good. Come on, see in the NFC. Good team. You played this team once before. You escaped by the skin of your teeth. Isn't that, is that the saying? You barely escape with a, with a dub. A win is a win. But it's not a team that you just dominated. Not to act like how they they are acting. Especially a team that heads that game. 49ers, a big issue with the first half of the season. We came on here and we talked about it. Everybody was talking about it. What is the 49ers' identity? When are the 49ers going to find their identity? They didn't even have their identity yet. I know they started off 2-0. They played the Lions. They played the Eagles. And then they lost that game to Green Bay. A game in which they were still figuring things out. Still figuring out. 49ers, still figuring things out. Who, who are we? Like, what are we going to do? We don't have Aaron Rodgers. A big issue with the 49ers is, you know, we, we know, and we'll get into Jimmy Garoppolo. He leaves little room for error. He turned the ball over twice that game. Right? Right? Jimmy turned the ball over twice. Packers turned the ball over zero times. And the 40, and the Packers still barely escaped out of that game. So how, how do you have so much, like, I have this video saved. I did a crossover where I got uh, Peter locked on Packers. And when I picked the 49ers to win, which I strongly believe the 49ers win. I do believe that. He made this face like, huh. Like, huh. I recorded it. I got it ready to go. See my guy right here? He said the the, the receipts are stacking up. They are. All right? They are. I recorded it. And I got that that video locked and loaded. Because it was just, to me, that epitomizes how they, they all feel. Had the guy come on yesterday. Right? My guy Ross. Shout out to my guy. And these are good people. But it's just the fact, the way that they're coming off at this matchup. As if, and I get it, Vegas is saying it too. 49ers are underdogs. Big underdogs, right? Six-point underdogs. But to me, I I look at matchups, and it's like, y'all got this fucked up. (laughs) Y'all got this fucked up. Y'all got this matchup fucked up. The 49ers, the way that they play and how they can win, they can match up with, they can, if they play their brand of football, it doesn't matter who's on the other side. It really doesn't. Now, again, because of who's that quarterback, there's less room for error. And we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to uh, Richard Sherman and Chris Sims' comments because they're on different sides of the spectrum here. But the people from the Packers' side, the, the media, the fans, and I get it, they don't play the game. The coaches play the game. I bet if you asked the coaches about the 49ers, they would. Matter of fact, this is how much respect they, their, their coaches staff And the people over there with the Packers, this is how much they, how much respect they have for the 49ers. They were preparing for the 49ers before the 49ers even played the Cowboys. They were preparing more for the 49ers. They knew what time it was. So they got that much respect for the 49ers, all right? The the, the, the coaches, but the media and their fans, this is a cakewalk to them. Oh, we beat them earlier in the season. Not knowing. Dude, this was a this is a different team. Now I'm not saying the 49ers can't be had. I'm not saying that they can't, the, the Packers can't win. I'm not saying that 49ers are perfect. I'm just saying the level of disrespect to me is it's a little high. And it's coming from their side. And it came on this show. And I let it slide. But I tell y'all, I bring guys on to hear the different perspective. And the perspective that we heard is, the Green Bay Packers have no flaws. They are a team without flaw. Can't beat them. (laughs) 49ers have no chance. Again, like my guy Recovery716 says, we had two turnovers in the first game and still almost won. Now, again, a loss is a loss. A loss is a loss. I get it. I get it. Loss is a loss. But when you look at the matchup and how they are perceiving it, it's like how how dare you be so overcome? Like, and it's one thing to say, "Hey, man, I think we're the better team; then we should win." Okay, all right. But it's the like the cockiness. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's like the and you know. Okay, morning show. All right, my guy comes on and he's excited. <laughs> my guy, uh, Gavin Brown, take my money. I appreciate it, bro. Um, it's it's the cockiness. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the that's the part where I'm just like, yeah, y'all got the 49ers kind of wrong. I think most people would say 49ers in most games, hey, if they don't turn the ball over, they'll win. The issue is the 49ers do turn the ball over. If the 49ers don't turn the ball over against the Packers, 49ers win outright. Like, I don't even think it's close in that first matchup. And that's not who the 49ers are right now. They are a better team. They this is not Trey Sermon running the rock Saturday. Saturday evening. It's Elijah Mitchell. It's Debo Samuel. You got your DBs back. You gotta, you know, you understand more what you what you gotta do. You played them once. I like our coaches and adjustments. I think our coaches make terrific adjustments to opponents. To me, it's the tone coming from them and i talked about my guy ross coming on this show and it was like all i heard and y'all heard it like they're perfect (laughs) the packers are perfect you can't beat them that's what i heard and then we got peter and he's coming on and we know we kind of get in the heat and my guy peter shout out to my guy peter he's a great dude but this is just you know this is a rivalry here right now all right packers 49 it's a rivalry on our show for uh, listens, downloads, Locked On 49ers, Locked On Packers. Make sure you guys listen to Locked On 49ers. There's a rivalry there with who's going to, you know what I'm saying, have the most listens, the most downloads, and all that, right? And it's always between us, too. So, Peter, good guy. But the way he came across was just like, huh, Eric, Croc picked the 49ers. Hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like that that's that's how it came off. My guy. Not not ideal. And I'm I'm a very uh competitive person. So when I you know what I'm saying? The the sucky thing is man, I can't I, I I have no uh impact on the outcome of this game. So it's like I would love to be able to like just suit up or like coach him up or like something. I wish I could do something to, to help. I can't. I got to let it play out but uh really wish uh wish I could I could do something but I like I like 49ers in this game I, I bet on the 49ers I actually uh did a parlay as well if you have money not saying to throw away but if you know you got a 100 dollars laying around and uh you want to try to come up a little bit go ahead uh there's the and I need to come up so I can uh put some money in different places but there's a parlay I did, it's a $100 parlay, three team parlay. I did all money line, all underdogs, 49ers, Bengals and Rams. The payout was $1800. So, if you guys are confident 49ers can win and any of those other teams, man, uh do that. But yeah, it was it was interesting to hear and, and just see that just how kind of disrespectful the Packers media members are, are are being and to me that was something that uh jumped out to me as like disrespect it really jumped out as disrespect and there's no other way to take it there is no other way to take it but please be please know that if or when the 49ers win they're gonna feel crocky they're gonna feel crocky. I got stuff bookmarked. I got stuff ready to go. I got videos. Go- I, I mean, ready to go. They are gonna hate me. And I've seen a lot of people saying, hey man, it comes off, uh, you know, it comes off as uh like the Cowboys media. And, and I think it's similar. Peter, our guy Peter, what he did was he he tried to like spin it. No, and not even spin it. This is and this, this is how cocky they're being right now. This is how cocky they're being right now. It wasn't even about the like spinning the narrative it was just like wow how dare anyone from the media side with the 49ers how dare anybody from the media say the 49ers have a chance that was how I took it because the tweet said everybody's acting like the Packers are the underdogs oh last I seen they're, they're the favorites in this game uh, last I saw they're the you know it was just like this whole smug thing and I'm like Who the fuck are you looking at? Because everything I see is everybody picking the Packers. And I get it. But the fact that you feel so titled that if one person picks the 49ers, that's everybody and you feel so disrespected. Come on. Come on. We did see this against Dallas. And that was what I said. I said, man, this sounds like the Dallas Cowboys media. Word for word, bar for bar. (laughs) This sounds like the Dallas Cowboys media. That's what it sounded like. Anybody that picked the 49ers or thought that the 49ers had a chance to win, Cowboys media was like, oh, let's that We got the number one scoring on offense and we got Dak Prescott. They got Jimmy Garoppolo. We're just going to beat them, blah, blah, blah. And it was like 49ers can play good football. Oh, they barely got into the playoffs. They barely beat the Rams, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, y'all got your ass whooped. Should have been worse. Should have been worse. I don't know, man. And here we go. Uh, I don't even know why I watch the national media stuff. I like seeing them pick against us. It'd be satisfying when we win. It definitely will. And I will say this. I I I have not watched one lick of TV. I'm kind of, I hate saying like, oh, I'm too busy because people make time for what they want to make time for. But I've been a little too busy. <laughs> I haven't watched any TV this week. I see stuff on Twitter. But, you know, I wake up with y'all. This is kind of a, this is a day in the life of Eric Crocker. All right, I wake up with y'all, I take my kids to school, Take them to school just now, I come back, I hop on here, I talk to y'all. All right, as soon as I get done with this, try to go get a workout in, all right? Uh, to, after this, I got to make a video for Lion Sports. Got to do that. I'm going on several podcasts today, one at 12, one at 1, all right? Uh, after that, typically, I get ready, I train my athletes, and then once once that's done training my athletes, I record Locked On 49ers with Brian Peacock. Then I record Locked On NFL Draft with my guy Ryan Tracy. And then it's like, oh, man, it's 8 o'clock. Let me eat dinner and enjoy my family. That's kind of how a lot of my days go. Friday is a little different. But it's how a lot of my days go. So I haven't even really watched TV. I haven't even really watched shows. I want to catch up on the new Power Book. I haven't watched that. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot that I'm missing out on right now. But it's a grind, man. You know what it is. But anyways, I see a lot of the things and storylines on social media. And that's kind of where I get a lot of the timelines and things like that. I do listen to a lot of podcasts Uh, while I'm doing a lot of different things. I'll listen to podcasts. So uh, that's how I got to listen to Richard Sherman, Chris Sims, and kind of their thoughts on this whole thing. But yeah, I don't really listen. I haven't watched TV a whole lot. I will be tuned in this weekend, though. Please believe that. Please believe that. All right. If you already y'all know what to do, man. If you haven't already, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. I'm definitely gonna get y'all opinions on the media and how they just have kind this of like, huh? We're so much better than the 49ers. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, how dare anybody pick the 49ers to win? Everybody's picking against the four. Everybody's picking against the Packers. I thought we were the favorites. I thought we were the favorites. Oh, last I checked, we were the number one team. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. They're not giving 49ers a chance. I can't wait. I can't wait. They're going to have to hear me. 49ers going to win. 49ers going to win. All right, if you haven't already, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button, man. All that good stuff. See, my, my girl PG sucks. I can't bet on underdog. I got the underdog bets coming in a little bit. We're going to put that together for the 49ers. You know what I'm saying? 49ers Rush Packers, Underdog Fantasy. There was some good lines over-unders in there that I really like. Underdog Fantasy right there. Promo code Crocky. So if you haven't already, matter of fact, right now, if you haven't already, download the Underdog Fantasy app or go to underdogfantasy.com, sign up. But when you do sign up, use the promo code Crocky. Use the promo code Crocky. All right? Now right? I'm telling you, and today we're going to, you know what I'm saying, we're going to make some money. We're going to go on there, and we're going to do good. We're going to make some money. Um, what I'm thinking about doing, and I'll have somebody i maybe I'll have one of my guys go through and pick, but let's do a giveaway. so you gotta like, subscribe, and maybe I'll pick a person today and we'll do a jersey or maybe we'll wait to the end uh after this week. I look forward to guests and learn more about football Guests come off as smug. we respect other team's talents. I wish uh that was reciprocated i I agree, I agree. Like, you know, I don't come on and be like, oh, yeah, 49ers is, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, uh. It's like, nah, man, like, you know, I understand where the 49ers are good, where the flaws are, and but everybody else comes off, man. I'm telling you, Packers are the best team ever. Yeah, maybe they are. I, don't know. I couldn't tell week three. I thought they were a good team. Oh <laughs> do I guess that's what happens. when. They... And then we got into talking about, and I'm like, so I said, man, Cowboys media was the same way. Like, they, they, they came off the same way, word for word, bar for bar. And his response was, Mike McCarthy's not walking through that door, essentially saying, listen, you ain't facing Mike McCarthy. You're facing the floor. Excuse me, but that's not a way to be. That, that's a little disrespectful to, to be towards the, the, the guy that the last time y'all won a, a championship That was your coach. Y'all ain't did shit since. Y'all ain't won an NFC Championship game. Y'all ain't been to a Super Bowl. Y'all ain't won a Super Bowl. How dare you be disrespectful to McCarthy in that way to kind of put him down. He ain't coming through that door. Don't be disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Don't be disrespectful. Disrespectful. Towards McCarthy, I get it. Well, we last time we were last time he was a coach. I was like, man, y'all ain't done nothing noteworthy since McCarthy was in, in, in the front front office head coach. What have y'all done since then? Other than get your ass whooped every time y'all go to the playoffs by the 49ers, by the Bucks, whoever it is. Atlanta destroyed the Packers. How dare y'all talk like that? Y'all do not like, like look. The Packers. The fuck have they done to come off the way that they do? They are a good football team. They are a good football team. Well, you should be kind of good. You got the best or second best quarterback in the NFL. He's really good. Aaron Rodgers is really good. And more times than not, when you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you're probably going to be really good. I keep it cordial, man. Damn, Croc! I wish you had told the, uh, told this man all this in front of his face. I keep it cordial. I told I told Peter this. This is all on Twitter right now. So this is what I'm saying right now. This is this is all on Twitter to Peter. I told the man, hey, <laughs> last time y'all was good. This man was your head coach. You got to be a little more respectful. Last time y'all did anything noteworthy, that was your head coach. Don't just throw his name out there like he ain't do nothing for y'all. I said that and, and more and more. It's all on Twitter. It's all on Twitter. Shout out to Twitter. If you guys don't follow me, follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker. Anyways, enough of the, enough of the, the, the angry talk. You know what I'm saying? It's good. Positive vibes. It just came off a little funny style to me. How, how the Packers, uh, the, the people covering them, the fan base. And I'm just like, man, y'all are real disrespectful. This 49ers team is better than y'all think. It is. Again, if you haven't already, man, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff. Support the show. I appreciate everybody's in the chat right now. All 175 of y'all. Let's go run these numbers up. The Jimmy Garoppolo effect. I I believe that the reason why the 49ers are underdogs to the extent that they are. And why they're kind of viewed as so much an underdog is a lot of this because Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, we've talked that we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo at nauseum, right? We, we talked about him so much, and I, and I don't want to, um, <laughs> right? Hey, Keith, right? You would think that the Packers beat 49 to thirty to three in Week Three. You would think that. You wouldn't think that the 49ers turned the ball over twice, Packers zero times, and it still came down to Aaron Rodgers having to be a superhero. You would think that they just blew the 49ers out. That's what you would think. I agree. Appreciate the contribution. Uh, Where was I? Jimmy Garoppolo. We talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I will say this. Most organizations, most organizations, a lot of the conversation is surrounds the quarterback for a couple reasons quarterback has to be the best player on the team. And, and when I say best, I mean, obviously there's scenarios where you have a Matthew Stafford who's good and can play at a high level, but you have an Aaron Donald, and he's like one of the best defensive players like I've ever seen, right? So you're going to have some of those situations. But for for the most part, you, your quarterback has to be one of, that's the highest played player. Why do quarterbacks get paid so much more than everybody else? They're making two times as much as anybody else. Your quarterbacks, quarterbacks right now, especially now, 49ers, they got Jimmy Garoppolo kind of on discount because, I mean, their quarterback's getting paid 40 plus million a year, right? So a lot of the conversation about these teams as far as wins, loss, and things like that, it surrounds the quarterback position and the, the topics on the podcast and all that. People know most of these teams are going to go as far as their quarterback takes them, typically, right? That's typically how it works. If your quarterback is good, you probably have a chance of being better. I just talked about the Packers, right, and how they're good all the time. Well, they're always good. What they got Aaron Rodgers. Right? So the, the, the conversation a lot of times starts with him. Until he's not the issue. Oh, damn, well, it's not Aaron Rodgers, so who is it? And if the Packers lose on Sunday, who are they going to look at? Or Saturday, excuse me, they're going to look at Aaron Rodgers. What what did he not do? You know what I'm saying? So, I get it. A lot of people are like, why do, why, why talk about Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. Quarterbacks on teams get talked about the most. And you're Quarterback of the 49ers, and they have a rich history of quarterbacks with Steve Young and goddamn uh, uh Joe Montana, and they had some solid ones after that. Kaepernick, uh, Jeff Garcia, they've had some solid quarterback Hold on, who say, uh, hold on, hold on, Mark. Here we go 40 million a year. I'm sorry, but you're smoking dick if you think you're gonna get that. I don't know, uh, I'm a little confused, Mark. But quarterbacks are making 40 million a year. The like higher ones. The Patrick Mahomes, the Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, uh, a lot of quarterbacks that are getting paid right now is 40 plus million dollars a year. Uh another thing, I just need special teams to be regular teams. Don't fumble, don't try to block a punt ever again. I know I, I get you. And one thing too about the the Packers special teams, Packers special teams is the worst in the NFL. So can we get them to make some mistakes? <laughs> and the 49ers not make the mistakes, right? I appreciate the contribution, Keith. Another one. Appreciate it. But a lot of the... Uh, what? Packers media is definitely not underestimating the 49ers. The the people that I've come across and encountered and I see on social media, they are kind of talking with their chest puffed out. Maybe that's... A few, I don't want to say bad apples, but a few people that come off that way and the rest of them that I haven't seen on my timeline aren't coming off that way. But a majority of the ones that I've seen on my timeline or I've interacted with, it's the Packers should just blow the 49ers out and dominate them by two scores. A 49ers team that doesn't get blown out. But anyways, back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Because a lot of the conversation will always be driven around him. One thing is for sure, guys, this San Francisco 49ers team is really good, really good. They have a good run game. Well, first of all, it starts at the top. I think they have good coaches on both sides of the ball. They are very well coached, very well coached on both sides, offense and defense. So then the trickle-down effect of that is, well, you play good football. And, And they've gotten to that point where they play much better, all right? I got another contribution. Hold on, let me get through this, guys. Let me get through this. I appreciate the contribution. Hold on, let me start this. I just learned that I could do that. All right, so. See, I lost my train of thought now. Jimmy Garoppolo. Where am I? God, maybe made me lose my train of thought. Here we go, because the Super Chats come back, then I want to talk about that. All right, but anyways. The quarterbacks typically they're they're gonna drive the conversation. The teams go as far as them. The 49ers have a good team. That's where I was with the coaching staff. You got the offense coach as well, defense coaches well. Yeah, bright coaches on 49ers. So then that trickle-down effect is that hey, 49ers play good football, which more times than not, especially down the stretch. They play really good football. 49ers play good football. All right. They have a, a really good run game. They um they have terrific players, right? The 49ers have really good players. The Defensive side of the ball. 49ers have terrific players. They have really good players. Is it a perfect roster? No. And I would say that, you know, what's a what's a perfect roster? What is a perfect roster? I think the 49ers, the way that they are constructed, you know, with the with the roster, is really good. Really good. They're constructed very well. On both sides of the ball. They got all these weapons. And there's one thing. I don't want to say that holds them back. I don't want to say it holds the 49ers back. But I would say, and I don't, it's hard to word this, but I don't even say want to say he limits their ceiling. But it's very clear the impact, good and bad, that Jimmy Garoppolo has on his team, good and bad. I was just talking with someone on Twitter, and he just—he just he just didn't get it. He doesn't get it. You guys just looking at stats. You guys just looking at this. The 49ers win games. Well, you know what? Hopefully, I have it in this phone. Please have it in this phone. And not my other phone. Hold on. Because I'm gonna. Ah, I in my other phone. We're gonna we're gonna get to what Chris Sims had to say. All right. And I want you guys to listen to this.
1: The one seed isn't ready. When the one seed lets its It's a tough road. Yeah.
0: And Uh I'm going to find it. But anyways, Chris Sims comes on and he's talking about the 49ers. He's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. And his biggest thing was that Jimmy Garoppolo just, he, I got to find it. Hold on. I got to find it. Bear with me, guys. You know, whoever wins this game is going to have to go to
1: Kansas City. Well, if it's the Bengals, they'll have to go to Kansas City or Buffalo. Obviously, the Titans would be hosting the AFC Championship. But if the Bengals pull this off... They know
2: that they're going on the road. I, I do have that.
0: I, I mean, oh. that, that's, you know, he's, he's got big playability. He's certainly not Joe Burrow. And I'm not trying to put him 15, 15 I, ones that I felt pretty good about. Here's one of the ones that I, I Jair
2: Alexander would be here. Oh, uh, more important for the Packers, the fact of Jair Alexander. So here was the low
0: pass to George Kittle on the plate. So this is how team people team feet feel, feet view Jimmy Garoppolo
1: is the weekly and question if i'm a 49ers Ooh. fan if i'm a 49ers fan i just accept the fact that at some point that guy is going to fuck up the season sorry Kristen, but that's what he's going to do at some point whether it's this game whether it's the next game or whether it's the super bowl he's going to do something to cause the whole thing to implode and i just as soon get it over with if i'm the 49ers and, and i feel like but, that's what they can count on unless he's injured and then it's trey lance being thrown to the wolves and the only good thing there is he played college football at north dakota state so maybe he won't be affected by the cold if it is cold and it should be cold at lambeau field but i just the quarterback position to me i mean you know we talked during pft live today about the coaching matchups well jimmy garoppolo aaron Rodgers. i mean there, there isn't a sharpie yeah big enough no doubt to make the check no that doubt. goes on the side of the Packers
2: no ledger doubt. on that one No doubt I mean, Listen, I think if they have a better quarterback I'm picking the 49ers in this game, no doubt about it There's no doubt You, you, you said it right uh, i mean it, it's first off it's rare and why is it why, why is it
1: controversial to say that jimmy garoppolo isn't good enough i, I have don't we don't seen it but, have yeah. we not seen it it's just people like, no, who are oh like, no, you hate jimmy to... garoppolo right. no I, I i like good quarterback play and i'll point out when we don't get good quarterback play why are we acting like this guy's a great quarterback when he's clearly not the evidence has been in front of our eyes between the inability to stay healthy right The failure to hit Emmanuel Sanders with a championship on the line. The fact that he freaked out Kyle Shanahan in the divisional round in 2019 with what should have been three interceptions all by Eric Kendricks. And they turned him into Bob Greasy for the rest of that game. And all of the next game, he barely threw the ball in the NFC championship. Are you kidding me? Well, he could have been the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, well, it's his fault that he wasn't. So I just, I get exhausted by the 49ers fans who are, they're so not realistic. Propping
2: this guy up. I, I, I get you. I mean, listen, the only like team doesn't on. think he is. It's exactly. On. His own team doesn't think he's His own organization. They are replacing him. And it, it is insane. You know, I think what it, and on, well, what it goes into is a little bit like we've talked about a lot over the years. People just see wins and they go, oh, it's got to be the quarterback. It's got to be the quarterback. That's why they win. That's why. No, it's not. They have a really good football team, they win in spite of their quarterback they win they have a quarterback that's top 20-ish in football nowhere near the top 10. you want to put him somewhere between 14 and 22 sure i think reasonable minds can differ there but that's about where he is period it's in that range I mean, and I how many one more thing? Well, yeah, hold on. Let me just Let me finish this. this cause, okay. Okay, go ahead, how go many ahead. fucking times do we got to see him screw the fucking game up? Like you said, <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? Last week, the Rams game that they won in week 18, he threw two interceptions early on in the game. The Titans but he game. he had a great drive. I, I know. Drive. Right. The Titans game. They kicked the shit out of the Titans. He looked really good until he didn't. And then, oh, shit. So yeah, people are delusional. The Seahawks lost. Right, This is a team that's won eight out of the last ten, but you look at the losses or the questionable moments, and they all go back to that guy. So I'm with you there. Go ahead. Say your thing. Let me just say one thing. And this pains.
0: I'm not going to keep going, but y'all get the point here. Y'all get the point. It's not in – and I see my guy right here. Uh, Where was it, Eric? Where'd he go? He says uh, people shit on Jimmy. I don't want to hear – and it's not – It's hard to explain that to someone that feels, and I see you, Eric. It's hard to explain it to people that defend him. Jimmy is what he is. And I think most people have accepted that, right? But it is, it's, he makes things more difficult. And the reason why the 49ers and people aren't really feeling like they have a chance to win is not because of the team. It's not because they feel like the 49ers aren't good enough. It's not because they don't think that the run game can work. And that Nick Bolson, and those guys can get after uh, Aaron Rodgers or whatever. Teams don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And not just teams. I mean, like, the people, the talking heads, people who put money on the game. They don't trust Jimmy G. Now, the issue is Jimmy has shown, like, bro, regardless of me doing weird things, I can still win games. I can still win games. And that's where I come from with him. I think the issue is that a lot of 49er fans is like, oh, well, Wins. He's the reason. It's like, no, he's not the reason. Could it be worse? Yes, we've seen that. With C.J. Bethany, Nick Mullins, and and goddamn Brian Hoyer. Far worse, right? But Jimmy, he makes it, it, it's tough. It's tough. And that's the one thing. Th- let's say this. If the 49ers had, let's say the 49ers, with our coaching staff and our team that plays the way they do, and if you flip-flop Jimmy Garoppolo and Dak Prescott, how much higher is the 49 ers ceiling? It's higher. Right? Now, the fact that these teams have to go up against the 49ers in that pass rush and the linebackers flying around and how well they stop the defense and make teams one-dimensional, that makes it harder for opposing teams. And that's why there's a chance that the 49ers can outduel Aaron Rodgers with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't think that that's bagging on Jimmy. I think Jimmy is what he is now I, I I let you guys listen to that side of things all right I let you guys listen to that side now let's listen to something a little bit more uh positive all right here's another di- di- a different perspective and we'll and we'll talk about that all right oh there it goes right there and uh, here now here's Richard Sherman's perspective. And I think Richard Sherman you think
3: Jimmy G should be the starter next year, or you think it's time to move on? Oh, I definitely do. I think he should be the starter again. Um people people forget that Aaron didn't start his first year, didn't start his second year. Um and they're they're so ready to rush him in there and they're rushing him in there with expectation. And that's the hardest thing to do. You know, it, it's because everybody's like, Oh, look what Josh Allen did. And it's like, oh, Josh Allen's first couple of years weren't—he wasn't this Josh Allen. No. And then it's like, Pat, look at Patrick Mahomes, and it's like, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes had his growing pains as well, and and it's cool that what he's doing. But you, if you send him in with those expectations, you have nothing but disappointment. And,
4: and he also you're...
3: sat behind Alex Smith.
0: Real quick, just on what he said so far, a lot of what what Richard Sherman is alluding to is the fact that the 49er fan base have really high expectations. And what he's saying is if Jimmy Garoppolo, who's winning isn't good enough for the fan base, then what is it going to be if Trey Lance comes in and has some moments where he's still figuring it out? The expectations are so high because of the fact that you're winning with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not fair to send your rookie quarterback into that situation. So he believes because of that, uh, you should, you should uh have jimmy garoppolo play a whole another year because he doesn't feel like it's fair to throw our guy into that situation trey lance let's continue with with uh richard sherman right
3: right and it's like when you go and you put these expectations on him jimmy is winning Balkan and jimmy has a winning record and it has won games and got you to the playoffs again. And it's like, it, it's such a lack of appreciation that it's really sad because the appreciation isn't going to start when Trey starts playing quarterback because you're not even appreciating winning. Like, some of these fans aren't even appreciating the win. It's like, we didn't win. It's He threw an interception. It's like, so did Dak Prescott. So did Dak Prescott. And a lot of people would consider Dak Prescott a really, really good quarterback. And he threw an interception, and he, he almost cost his team the game. Well, he did. I mean, they lost. All right. And so, so when you sit there and say that, and they're saying it like, as if they would expect Trey to come in and be perfect. And that's unfair. That's unfair to Trey. Because they're, they're putting like, it's almost like recency bias, and, and, and people wanting there, they, they want everything to be, because if he doesn't come in there and have immediate success, they're going to crucify. Right. And, and that's unfair to him. It's like, hey, like he's following a quarterback that was really good and really winning. So if he comes in here and he's not threading a needle or he overthrows a couple passes or he throws a few interceptions – you're going to crucify him like this Instead of saying, okay, let him develop Let him take his time And and that's the part where I think Jimmy G needs to continue To stay, because while this window While they have this window, they want immediate Success, like these fans won't want Hey, I want it now, I want it now, I want it now And I'm not sure you would get that immediately With Trey, because just because he's a young quarterback He may be, you know Go off immediately and be An all pro, but if he's not It, it gets to be a really Messy situation. Uh, I agree with you
0: So essentially what Richard Sherman is saying, and again, these are two different views. I think some people took Richard Sherman's uh, comments a little bit out of context, right? Again, we listened to Chris Sims and we listened to Florio and what they had to say, right? And their big thing was that Jimmy Garoppolo, ultimately what they were saying is Jimmy Garoppolo limits the 49ers football team. Essentially that's what they're saying. They ain't saying that you can't win with them, but they're saying he limits it. He limits what, what they are. All right. And yeah, Richard Sherman saying, regardless of if he limits it, you win with him, and that's good. Like winning is good. And if you throw a rookie into that situation right now, you know the expectations are so high, you're gonna turn on him like you're turning on Jimmy Garoppolo. Like his, he's saying, if if what Jimmy is doing ain't good enough for you, when you have a rookie come in it's going to be hard for you to appreciate or or be patient enough to go through some of those growing pains. That's how I took it. All right. Now, I want to hear you guys come on. And, again, I would love to talk about the actual game. <laughs> All right. We came on here first talking about – there's over 300 of you in here right now. The first thing that we talked about coming in was, hey, the 49ers, Packers, and the Packers media, they've been kind of smug, which way that they've been kind of talking to me, talking to people really feeling like there's no way that they could lose this game. And I think they got some stuff fucked up, right? They got some stuff fucked up. 49ers are a solid football team. They could play good football. And they're holding their nose up because of a win by two points that they got took a last-second field goal in a game where the 49ers turned the ball over two times, Packers turned the ball over zero times, and it still came down to a last-second field goal kick. So clearly 49ers can play with you. Okay, I get it, the elements and stuff like that. I don't care, I don't think anybody cares about the elements. Not as much as people think. 49ers in 2013 or whatever it was, went into Lambeau Field and won. In those elements, in zero degree weather. With no, we got, you got Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's from the 209. Colin Kaepernick came in there, no sleeves on. Forty 49ers ain't been playing in that weather. And they came in with no sleeves on and won. So again, and I'm not saying like, well, you know, different teams and whatever. But all I'm saying is how much of, of a factor is the weather when a team is able to go in there and do that? So, I mean, that stuff, whatever. Once you get on the field, we're playing football. Let's go. All right. Uh, but just the fact, the way that they talk about uh, the 49ers, the, the people that I've seen from the media of the Green Bay Packers is being kind of disrespectful. All right, here we go. Let's talk about some of these uh, super chats I got real quick. Uh, Set up question. I wish I would have asked a Packer, Fan, your score prediction followed with W's. What's your prediction if Jimmy G and AR uh swap teams? Talent disparity that's a good one, right? If if Jimmy G and Aaron Rodgers swap teams, it's not even a conversation. I mean, it's not even a it's like I don't even think it would be close. I only think it would be close. Got my guy, uh, David Yang here. The Packers are getting players back, but they haven't played a meaningful game in two weeks. And see uh, about them being uh, out of sync, especially Aaron. I don't think they'll be out of sync because of a break. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he- he's a constant pro. He- he's been around the block more than a few times. He, he used to be in these situations. He used to having buys. You know, it's not the first time that the Packers have had a buy and still been able to win a game. So, yeah, uh, they are getting players back. It sounds like they're going to be on a pitch count, but we'll see because once some live bullets start flying and 49ers start punching them out, it's like, you know what, Jair, you know what, Smith, uh, we need you to play a little bit more than we expected. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, they, they have guys coming back by the end of the day, man. This football, I think those guys will be all right. Here we go. Uh, what I get exhausted about yeah, the year after year playoffs and hearing how the 49ers are a default to lose because of the quarterback comparison going back to Alex Smith. I think it makes things a little bit more difficult. You know, if the quarterback isn't like, you know, like high level, right? And only so many teams can have like elite quarterbacks. And then there's another tier of quarterbacks and then you have like a third tier. And ideally, you would at least like to be in that second tier of quarterbacks. I think 49ers are kind of in that third tier. And that's probably a little bit less than I less than ideal. I will say this. At least with Aaron Rodgers, uh excuse me, Alex Smith. And here's the difference between Alex Smith and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Essentially, they, they are they are called upon to do the same thing, right? Be quote-unquote game managers. Right? And what I mean by that is you're probably not going to ask them to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game, right? You're probably not. So, yes, every quarterback is managing the game to a certain extent, but there's a different level of game manager where, you know, it's like, listen, we just need you, like, just don't lose the game for us. And Alex Smith typically wouldn't lose you the game, right? He didn't turn the ball over a whole lot. I think with how many times Jimmy Garoppolo is asked to throw and how many times he turns the ball over within that, I think that's kind of an issue. And that kind of hurts the team a little bit. I think even if you had Alex Smith in this situation, you probably have a little bit not more confidence. Cause I think I think Jimmy Garoppolo does a better job of like pushing the ball down the field and tight window throws and attempting those type of things. But then he also turns the ball over. So, like, Alex Smith used to check down. like He'd throw it to the running back on, like, it'd be third and eight. And he's like, uh, check down. I'm like, well, what are you doing? So that was hella annoying. Maybe he was too much of a game manager and leaned on the defense a little too much. But um, we saw him kind of come out of his shell a little bit that last year in Kansas City. Here we go. Uh, boom. As a fan, it's sad when there is no appreciation. Man, I, I, I agree. And... At least I can't speak for everybody, but I'll speak for myself. I appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo. I want to make that clear. I also understand what he is and what he isn't. So I don't really complain. Matter of fact, you go back to the Rams game, right? 49ers were down. Two, two, what, 17-0. Not one time did I say anything about benching Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo needs to be out. And y'all that were following me on my timeline, y'all saw it. Matter of fact, I was very encouraging. I was saying, hey, Jimmy, just go in the halftime, get three points. They got three points. I said, great job, Jimmy. Now come out. Let's get some points. Uh, get the ball back after halftime. Got to go down the score. And he did that. Like, I, I understand what he is. I appreciate it. I know that. I, I, I've been one, like, especially down the stretch when it kind of got tight, right? I'm like, you got to play Jimmy Garoppolo. You got to play Jimmy. You can't play the rookie in this situation. So I have a level of appreciation. But I think a lot of fans have an issue with, even though it's like I can have an appreciation for how he contributes to wins. If I, if I come off, I don't want to say critical, but like, hey, yes, I, I appreciate Jimmy. There's there's very clear areas of how he holds his team back, and, and I think it's very clear, and then you get dogs for saying that. Appreciate the contribution. Here we go. Got another contribution here. Make sure I don't have any more up here real quick. Got my guy Symmetry7. A lot of talk about the cold and silly uh, correlations to where guys grew up as if the Packers players are made of uh, Nordic snowmen who don't feel cold. Right. Like, everybody feels a cold. I think there is, you know, just playing in it, you might understand a little bit more of how to deal with it. But at the end of the day, a lot of these dudes, like, I mean, Ambry Thomas, he played he played at Michigan. You think he's not good at or understanding how to deal with some of the cold weather? You know, a lot of these guys come from that. Uh, George Kittle, he played at Iowa. You know, a lot of these guys have played in that type of weather and understand how to deal with it. Jimmy Garoppolo, he grew up in Chicago area. He went to Eastern Illinois. Like, he played in this. Like, these guys, man, at the end of the day, when you step on that field, okay, what do I have to do to get warm? All right, got to get through it. I think they'll be fine, just like we saw them do in 2013. Again, different teams, different teams. But at the end of the day, shoes. Jimmy done played in that, at Eastern Illinois and growing up in Chicago. Kaepernick grew up in the 209 from the 209 he grew up in the 209 he grew up in in now i know he moved from whatever but Kaepernick grew up in the 209 turlock all right that ain't the real 209 stockton's a real two hundred nine. but he grew up in turlock all right it ain't getting no goddamn below zero so how's he able to go out there and perform with no sleeves on <laughs> my guy simply 7 says man I, I live in canada bro our whole backfield was <laughs> was uh, African. We played in minus 15 degree games. Wow. And they wore no sleeves. Some people just different, man. But enough enough of me talking, man. I, I want y'all to come on. Give your take. We talked about a few different things here. I want, I'm want i opening the floor to y'all. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring up multiple people at one time. We're going to have little roundtables. I have people want to have little roundtable discussions. All right. I'm going to bring up like three of y'all at a time. And you know, we got the, the Packers versus 49ers. Talk about that. Talk about that. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo effect. Do you think it's an issue or not? Richard Sherman, his thoughts on it. Unfair situation to throw Trey Lance in there because 49ers can't appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo's wins. Chris Sims, he thinks 49ers hold him back. And again, I do want to just kind of preference this by saying, I think Sherman and Sims are talking about two different things. Sims is just looking at it as an isolated situation this quarterback holds a on his back. Sherman is saying he wins games, and he knows that you throw a rookie in there is not going to be all smooth, and are you're going to turn on him. So kind of they're looking at it from different perspectives a little bit. Somebody said, Turlock, Turlock is the 209. It is the 209. Turlock is the 209. Turlock, Merced. Hold on, hold on. Where, where is it at? Hold on. Where did I, I see that? Oh, right here. Turlock, Merced, Modesto, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lodi. Yeah, Mantica, Lathrop. Yeah, there's 209. But there's only one real 209. There's only one real 209. And that's Stock <laughs> That's StockTown. All right. I I you know, i I'll give Modesto a little. I'll give Modesto a little love at being real 209. I, you know, I got, you know, i see the Modesto Pirates chair. i see the Modesto Pirates chair. But there's one, there's one real 209, and that's Stockton. Let's go. Let me put my headphones on. I'm going to bring all you, I'm going to bring four guys on right now. We're going to have a little round table. Do a little different, man. Do A little, little different. I see San Jose's in here. Hey, listen, I lived in San Jose, East Side. Tully and White Road. You know what I'm saying? Right across from uh, Eastridge Mall. You know what I'm saying? my, You know, my grandparents lived there in the same house 40 years. I went to uh, I went to Cedar Grove Elementary out there in San Jose. Uh, big brother went to Quimby Oak. Uh, my hope, my mom, my dad, they went to Mount Pleasant. My brother went to Mount Pleasant for a little bit. Yeah, man, I lived in San Jose. You feel me? So, you know. But I'm real too all night. You no, know. I'm real Stockton. Let's go. All right, anyways, let's bring... Let's bring some callers up here. I'm bring three guys on. These are the first uh four to get in here. So we got my guy Dion. We got twin. We got Mark. Uh oh. What Mark is a black screen.
3: <laughs> all
0: right, here we go. So we, we got a little what we got going on here is we're gonna do a little round tables. All right. So I want y'all to drive the conversation. I'm gonna start with you, Dion. And you go ahead and kind of guide this direction. Everybody that's on here, again, and let me put people's names so I, I know, you know, who I'm talking to or whatnot. I can put the names up there. Boom. All right. Is Mark? Mark, are you in here? Can you hear us? Uh-oh. No, Mark. All right. Hold on. Here we go. Boom. Here we go. Here's the fourth person here. All yes, right, sir. so... I got everybody on. We're going to have a, a nice little round table. All right. So, Dion, go ahead. And drive the conversation. What do you want to open up with? Again, we got a few different conversations here. Packers and them being kind of smug with the, the whole media thing. Jimmy Garoppolo's effect. Uh, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Sims and Richard Sherman, kind of their thoughts on that. Or if you just want to talk about the game in general and how the 49ers are going to go over to Green Bay and beat their ass. Let's go. You, you, you kind of got this conversation. Then everybody else, we're going to play off of that.
5: All right, so let's start with Richard Sherman's comments. Um, I understood. I like the way you explained everything, and I understood exactly what was going on when he was saying what he was saying. But I think he's talking about your casual fan. He's not talking about your real diehard 49er fan. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have ridiculous expectations for Trey Lance. I just feel that we could have been 10-7 and with him just as well as we were 10-7 and with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't have these ridiculous over-the-top mindset saying, okay, well, yeah, man, you know, Trey's got to come in and thread the needle and do this and do that. Otherwise, it was a waste and he's trash and he's a bust. No, the kid still has to grow. You can do everything off the field that you want until you get on the field and a lot bullets start flying. It's a whole lot different. Look at what happened in the Houston game. The man had a whole first half where people were like, ooh, what is going on? Second half, he comes out, lights out. It's a growth process and real fans understand that. So I'm gonna throw it to Twin. What what where, where are you at on that?
6: Um I just I just feel like everybody has their own opinion on the situation with Jimmy G and, and Trey Lance. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, we appreciate the wins, but also like he with the quarterback comes scrutiny. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna get scrutinized no matter what. Even the, the greatest get scrutinized. Even when Tom Brady lost against the Saints, he got scrutinized. So it's it comes with it comes with the job. You know what I mean? Like, yes, no one's perfect, but at the same time, Jimmy is who he is. He's you know, sometimes he can make the throw, sometimes he can't make the throw. Okay, yeah. It's like in the Super Bowl. So I mean People are gonna talk no matter what. It's just like what, like what, what is your opinion how do you feel about it? Like I like the wins, but Jimmy makes me nervous sometimes. Even in that Cincinnati game, we could have lost that game. He almost threw a pick six, and I was like, damn, like you know what I mean? Like fuck, like I, I, I was happy we won, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like shit, we could have fucking lost that game, and then Tennessee happened, and you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, I don't think Trey is perfect, but. Yeah, he can make the same mistakes Jimmy's making for half the money, and and he's more mobile. He can do more things, and that's just how I feel. Like I'm not gonna compare Jimmy and say, "Oh, Jimmy's better, Trey's better." Like in my eyes, I think Trey has a higher ceiling, and that's just how. And, I feel, and y'all you know are talking man?
0: about like in the in the like not right now, right? We're we're not talking about Trey Lance going into Green Bay and having the same expectations as Jimmy Garoppolo winning you know? the game. You you guys are more alluding to. 2022 season, what your expectations are for Trey Lance and understanding the growth process. Am am I right by saying that?
4: Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
0: but
4: what
6: you you, you, you... like, like Kaepernick went in Green Bay, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't have that much experience under his belt and he did the damn thing. His cap wasn't perfect. He he was kind of a one read, but he still had talent to win a game. You know what I mean? So we can't say, yeah, for sure. "Oh, Trey can't go in there and win." Like we don't know that because Paul ain't gonna give him right. an opportunity. Because
4: that's what gets I feel me. So like, it's
6: more about they trying to get value to trade him, and so they gotta pump him up as much as it can. And that's personally what I think it is.
5: Thank you, twin. I, I appreciate Whoa. that, bro, cuz I've been saying that forever and people think that that's not the case. I well, you have to be propping him up because there's no other reason for you to throw him in there consistently, especially when the guy comes out with injury after injury. My thumb is messed they, up, they, my shoulders but, messed up. Like and then you think to yourself as a head coach, I want you to get better. We all about player safety, right? So then why is his safety being put to the side because you want to win games?
7: You
0: know what I'm saying? Do say football players sacrifice into it? Go ahead. I, I would say this, and then I want to get uh, our, our guy, uh, uh, hold on, get the name right, uh, Young League. Yeah. I want to get his, yes, his opinion on this, but I, I don't think I, I say this with Jimmy Garoppolo I don't think that they would put him out there if he wasn't 100% functional in the sense of being able to play. So right. I get it that. He's dealing with certain, you know, injuries and, and things like that. But there are a lot of guys that are banged up, right? You got Nick Bosa yeah. concussion. He's trying to work through that. You got Fred yeah. Warner, ankle. And, you know, your quarterback, it's the same thing. He's dealing with some things. And if he's well enough to play, you're going to play. And, 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 you know, and I believe that with Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49 still can beat, yeah. they can still beat sure. the Packers. All right, Young young League, let, let's get your thoughts on that.
4: That was good. Uh, about the whole Jimmy thing, it's just like, He was doing this before he's injured. I don't know why everybody's like, oh, but the injury, but the injury, he was doing this before he was injured. This is why we drafted Trey. This is why we put all the picks up front. it. It was like, let's go get Trey. Let's do it. Let's let's just do it. And then they backed out the last second, like, ah, but Jimmy. And I feel like you can't be emotional about this. You got to just make the decision that's best for us to win. If Jimmy goes into Green Bay, knowing that he got a shoulder injury, knowing that he got a thumb injury and stink up the phone, it's going to look bad on Kyle. Because Kyle made this decision. It ultimately falls on Kyle. How are you going to execute this game plan to go in there and beat Green Bay? But I'm not big on Green Bay.
0: Like, they beat us by two. So you, two. so real quick, Young leak, do you think the 49ers – how how do you see this game playing out? Oh, hold on, you I muted. You muted yourself. Because we can't hear you. Now, he's not muted, though. I don't know why he lost his sound. It's
8: that Wi-Fi, thing. Yeah, man. Unless he was <laughs> in it and then moved out of it. It happens to me sometimes. Yeah. I know. It's it's a trip. That fiber optic. Right. Bulletproof. <laughs> I
0: know. I need to get the fiber optic. That can <laughs> lower, man. Motor. We don't, we don't got fiber optic. I don't think it works that much
5: better. And then he, I think he's frozen now, too. I don't see him moving.
0: Now, we, hold on. We got him. Hold on. Hold on. We got him. Hold on. Uh Yeah, there we go. There I'm
4: confident about the the game. I mean, they beat us by two points the first time, and it came down to the last seconds. If Fred dropped back just a little deeper in coverage, that's a pick. Just a little bit deeper over that deep middle to Devontae, that's a pick. So we can gas up Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay fans can talk all they want, but I already know the team's going to execute. They're going to do what they got to do. It it falls on Jimmy's feet. Jimmy and Kyle, how are y'all going to execute? How are y'all going to game plan to go into Green Bay and get this dub? Because they're capable to. They've done it before.
5: Run the ball. Right, so here we
0: go. That's all you got to do. Real quick, sure. y'all. Before um, – I'm going to get y'all up, but before that, I want to kind of go around and just get a score prediction from y'all. And y'all just kind of give your, your thoughts real quick on how you feel the game is going to play out, and then give me a little score prediction. So I'm going to start with you, Deion. Uh 31-28, to
5: 28, we have beaten Green Bay – Every single time, 2013, 2014, and in 2019, with the run. Run the ball, Kyle. That's all you need to do. Don't put Jimmy in a position where he needs to throw. No one has time for that. Just run the ball, man. That's all you got to do.
0: All right. All right. Twin, where you at with it? Um, My
6: score is, I said, uh, what did I say? I said 27-21, 27-21. Right. And uh I think it's gonna be our defensive line and our corners back uh, corners back. We got email Mosley, he locked down. We ain't got no more Norman, so we ain't gonna give up no PIs. And we got Ambry. I think we're gonna be good. We just need to get a little pressure. Rattle uh Rattle Rogers Bill a couple times in here. And we got this. All
4: right. For and sure. young Leaf, team,
6: where you at
0: with it?
4: I I, I got them winning uh thirty one twenty eight. Like like All right. like he said, it's it's a completely different team. They played, I mean, they played our starters, but our DBs were hurt. We weren't the same D line and defense that we are right now. I feel like if we get after A Rod and put him on his butt, it's showtime. And we're
0: going to get that up. Yes, sir. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate all y'all coming on. Mm-hmm. All, all right, good. Cracky. Have a all good right, morning, bro. Have a good one. Yes, not sir. Y'all going. All right. All right, real quick. Here we go. <laughs> crocker net. Hey, is my is my internet lagging or something? My internet bad right now? Somebody said he's <laughs> in the crocker net. My internet, I'll tell you this on um on locked on 49ers. If you guys watch the YouTube channel of that I don't know what it is about you stream, but my internet be sucking on there. Does my internet suck on here? It doesn't look like it to me. I don't see the stuff going up and down, but I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I freeze, freeze or something. I don't know, I can't tell. Real quick before I get to uh, the next group of guys. Oh, I can't wait to hear uh, my guy, Pynor. He hasn't called in in a while. Uh, Next group of guys, I want to get to these uh, contributions real quick. A perfect roster to me is an elite player at every level with depth uh, at those elite positions. Yeah. So so who has that? That would be the next question, right? That that would be my follow-up question. Who has that roster where they have an elite player, at every level, with depth at the elite positions. I think that's the big question, right? And, that, and that's hard. I think more rosters are, I don't even say like the 49ers. I think the 49ers have a terrific roster. I think they have one of the better rosters in the league. A couple of that with the uh, coaches and things like that. I think that really elevates the 49ers. A competent quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that helps. right? You can For all the stuff we say about Jimmy, man, you you could you could do worse. <laughs> Trust me. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen the 49ers do worse. Uh, with other quarterbacks. So, you know, I think it's the frustration is knowing how good this team is and how good their roster is and knowing like, Jimmy, don't you do no weird shit, man? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But here we go. Let's get to the next uh, contribution here. Uh, Kyle called a different game in the second half. Uh, And and I'm assuming you're alluding to the, the, the game against the Dallas Cowboys and how that game was called. And, you know, you had the first half, you had the second half. I thought he threw the ball and Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball well in the first half and he was boom, boom, boom. He was, he was, uh, efficient. And Kyle, he doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. So a lot of times he'll try to pull back a little bit on the attempts because he knows the more Jimmy starts throwing, the more some weird stuff is liable to happen. And, you know, like the interception that he threw, it wasn't an interception like, even like Dax, right? Like Dax threw an interception. It's like, I'm throwing the stop route, and my guy has good positioning. And Kwon Williams makes an amazing play, being able to kind of like strap them, jump around the guy, jump in front of him, pick off the ball, making a diving catch. Like, all right. Like, it's like, okay, I can see how Dax, like, that was tough. Jamie is like, I'm rolling out. My guy's wide open, and I just throw it five feet over his head, right into a defender's arms behind the guy. My dude is wide the hell open. And Kyle's trying to eliminate those things from happening. Like that was tough. It was just like, <laughs> like, what was that? I was in the I was in the stands looking like, the fuck is he doing? Is he throwing that to me? So I think Kyle tries to, you know, second half, he tries to scale back a little bit on throwing the ball because he knows the more Jimmy throws, the more he's liable to just kind of you know do some weird stuff. I think we all understand that. I think I think we do. Here we go. Uh no, the Texans game with Trey. In the cards game. Uh, hold on, Sean. I'm not sure, Sean. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Sean. Sean, you gotta let me know what you're talking about, and then we'll get to that. All right. Uh, real quick, let's get to some of these callers that I got coming on. Sean, please come back, and I'll I'll look for you in the chat. I know sometimes it's hard because the the uh, the chat be going crazy. All right. So here we go. Boom. Boom. And one K Jose. Here we go. All right, and I got more guys waiting. Let's go, man. We're having a good one today. Nice little round table. That's what we're doing right now. We got almost 400 of y'all in here right now. If you haven't already, man, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you like this show. We're just talking and sitting around. I want this to be like, you know, homies sitting around talking about football. So let's go. Smoking Niner guy. Talk to me a little bit about how you feel about this game. And anybody else, feel free to contribute to this conversation whenever you feel.
9: Uh. uh... Me personally I feel I feel real good about the game. Um just on as we look at history, they always say what travels. I mean what is the play what travels in the playoff? Good defense and a run game. What are we elite at? Good defense and a run game, right? I don't understand what the what the problem is. Green Bay, are they can they stop the run? No. Like when, when it's playoff time, all that dressing, all that 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 fancy stuff goes out the window, and it's straight smash mouth. Smash mouth, and it's, there's no no getting around it. Me and you, let's go. It's playoff time, and that's how I feel we're going to take care of business. That's our – that's nobody can out-physical us as far as – nobody can beat us at our own game. That's left. The only only team that I'm I'm really worried about, and that's down in the future. But right now we worried about Green Bay. And Green Bay, what we do good at, what we do great at, they can't they can't stop us. I, I don't I, I don't believe they'll be able to stop our run game. No matter who, even if whoever they're coming back. Only guy that 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 caused us problem problems last the last time we faced them was their their nose guard, and he gave Alex Mack a fit. So if we can neutralize and that's
0: Kenny Clark, Kenny Clark, yes. right?
9: yes and if we can neutralize him and neutralize the 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 that push i, I don't i don't think that i don't think, I don't think it'll be similar to a, the Dallas game
0: what do you think about that Pinor
10: um in my opinion can you hear me good by the way cuz i'm not using yeah, we got the, you. the usb okay cool uh, thank you for the platform, Croc. And um, it, to me, I just think that when it comes down to us versus the Packers, I think that I, I'm a little less confident just because it's Jimmy and they don't turn the ball over like that compared to the Cowboys. So I think that when it comes down to this game, it's going to come down to those turnovers. And I think that, you know, the, the reason why I, – I, in my opinion, I think we do win this game just because of how physical it is, Kyle Shanahan's – just it, his, after that handshake, when, when uh, it was week three and it was over, I think that that put something in Kyle's system to where he does not want to lose against McVay. And he sure as hell does not want to lose against the Packers anymore. So I would assume that that would give us an edge. Also given the fact that I don't think Green Bay's all that impressive. In my opinion, I get it that they have a lot of stars coming back too. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be shocked if we lost, but in my opinion, I think we do win this game. But at the end of the day, if we're going to lose this game, it's because of that mediocre quarterback that everybody keeps protecting or that they don't want to be completely honest about. Some people think that they have to be a little too safe with Jimmy, but in my opinion, don't be safe with judging Jimmy. Stop saying that he he could be good this week, so I give him his praise this week. Or he does bad this week and i and i and i fault him for that how about this just be honest with who he is he's a mediocre quarterback that you don't have to keep changing your judgment on he's a mediocre quarterback who will always be the weak link to this team this if we win the super bowl with this guy we would essentially have moved the needle with crappy quarterbacks the same way we talk about Trent dilfer and brad johnson whoever you want to bring up that's a mediocre quarterback that ever won this guy would be the, the, the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, in my opinion, because he, he is just terrible in the playoffs, not just this season, but in 2019. He, in my opinion, he was mediocre in there too. So, so when it comes down to this team, I think that we can beat the Green Bay Packers, but it's definitely not because of Jimmy. And for everybody protecting him, just be honest about him. He's a mediocre quarterback. It's fine. Just say it. At the end of the day, Uh, I think that that's just what it is. And if we beat the Green Bay Packers, we're going to the Super Bowl. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're guaranteed to win that either. Because I don't know if we can stop a a, a high-power offense like the Chiefs because I'm not knowledgeable completely about how to do it. I think that we are the best defense in the playoffs. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to myself. If we're going to lose a game, it's because of Jimmy Garoppolo and nobody else on this team, period.
0: Damn. Uh, Uh... All right. Okay. Uh, okay, Jose, what you got to say about that?
11: <laughs> yeah, you guys hear me good.
0: Oh, and real quick. Yeah, real quick. I do want to say because I saw somebody say C.J. Bethard is a mediocre quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is not. C.J. Bethard is worse than a mediocre. Like he's not. C.J. Beathard. C.J. Is, is a bad quarterback.
9: Shouldn't C.J. Really? Beathard
0: is a bad quarterback. So that's that's not mediocre. But go ahead.
11: Yeah, Um. real quick, I just want to say, Uh. I just want to hold all these Packer fans accountable, all this media. Uh. You know, at the beginning of the year, uh, I feel like that was a kind of a fluke game. Uh. You know, the team still hadn't really found their identity. That was the game where Juice Check took a, like, fullback dive right up the middle, like, to start the game off. You know, we had no run game. We had, you know, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell hadn't come to fruition yet. You know, we, we started the game with Sermon, I believe, and, you know, we've seen what what happened with him. So, uh, you know, it was just a completely different uh, 49ers team, I feel like. Since then, uh, you know, they've, they've really turned uh, turned it around. A lot of stuff, stuff started clicking in their heads. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been playing some really good football. So I just feel like, you know, it's going to be a completely different game. And, you know, to all those Packers fans and media who think, you know, they're just going to walk all over us and it's going to be like nothing, they're going to see just like the Cowboys seen last week, you know they. I have a lot of Cowboys uh, friends and family also that are, um, that are Cowboys fans. Sorry, and uh, you know they were last year when they beat us. They were talking big and they were like, "Oh, you know, we we won that game." And they, I told them, you know what? You got bragging rights, but that game meant nothing. You know, both teams were hurt. Both teams didn't uh, played without their starting quarterbacks. You know, and I mean, you know, whatever. You know, and clearly we seen last week who won, uh, who was the better team. And I told them, you know, leading up to the game, it was all gonna be about the coach. You know, it's good. It's the coaching matchup. Um, you know, Shanahan versus McCarthy. You know, we see who the better coach is, and we know who the better coach between LaFleur and Shanahan is, you know. So I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that we're gonna take it uh, you know, with ease this uh this Saturday here. But um, you know, as far as the graph. We about-
0: can't come off like that because then now now we're we're doing what the Packers, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I could understand like, hey man, I feel the 49ers can win, but it's like with ease.
7: Oh? Hmm.
11: With yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the they're nah. going to execute their game plan a little easier, you know, because now they have actual, you know, game plan. And it's not like we're going to come in and, and try some stuff. I don't know if you remember. I think Trey, we still had Trey coming in there, uh, here and there a couple plays. And, you know, we, we all know the, the locker room eventually, you know, decided to boot that out of the game plan. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying it's, it's going to be it's going to look a little bit different this time for sure. You know, we're not going to we're not going to let them, you know, walk all walk all over us and and they're not gonna get there. get away with it real easy, is all uh, you know. Kind of what I was trying to say. Yo, yo, Croc,
10: can I can I add one more thing?
0: Yeah. Oh, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I I guess, and I had said, you know, as far as like mediocre quarterback, I do think Jimmy Garoppolo fits more mediocre than C J. Beth. No, C J. Bethard fits mediocre more than Jimmy, because mediocre, I guess, by definition, is like not very good. <laughs> and I do mm-hmm. think Jimmy is good. I do think Jimmy is good. He's just not, you know, that like tier one or tier two. So, but go ahead. Mm
10: -hmm. Yeah. In terms of uh, if we would have started Trey Lance at the beginning of the season, in my opinion, it's not that I can guarantee that same record, right? I'm not going to sit there and say that. I don't know about how the record would be. But at the end of the day, if you don't get a Super Bowl, this whole season was a waste in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. It's okay if everybody else wants to say that it was, it was a success because at the end of the day, I understand that we beat the Cowboys in the playoffs, because to me, that is always a successful season. in My opinion just because of how much I hate that team. But at the end of the day, if this team doesn't get a super bowl, you have wasted my time and is because at the end of the day, it's inevitable that he's going to be the starter next season just to, to help you become a winning team still without Jimmy Garoppolo being here. So that's one thing I do wanna add. And in my opinion, is Trey Lance better than Jimmy Garoppolo right now? I don't know because is Jimmy a mediocre quarterback to begin with? Does he have that, that ligament tear and a chip bone? Does he have a shoulder problem right now? Has he always been mediocre in the playoffs? To me, yeah, all those things are true. If it's you're telling me that Trey Lance can't perform as good as Jimmy did, look at Jimmy's numbers. Why can't Trey Lance do that and more? Stop being scared of playing rookies. You guys all have fear in your hearts to play Trey Lance, but yet you want to play this mediocre quarterback who's never shown you any progression in the playoffs. It's amazing that even pro pro players will defend Jimmy. Maybe it's because they played with him. I don't know. Maybe there's some agenda or some bias. I don't know. At the end of the day, never be scared or never have fear in your heart to go out there with the guy that you put all those draft picks with and and you traded up to get him with all that capital and you're now scared to play him over this mediocre quarterback, get out of here with that stuff. Stop being sensitive. Stop being sorry. Believe in yourself. And you know, just, just whatever goes in the playoffs, please beat this Packers team because it's not because I hate Jimmy that I want us to lose. Not the case. I just I'm frustrated with Jimmy and I can't wait for him to be gone even if he wins the Super Bowl, I will always hate him the most out of any other player. I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. Wow! But thank you guys right. and thank you, Crop, for the platform, bro. I I love this. All show. right,
9: all and good. Won- Thanks, man. Okay, can-, can uh let me uh, uh yeah,
0: say something
9: real quick. so um I was thinking about like <laughs> wow that's a lot of that's a lot of hate.
0: <laughs> so
9: I wanna I wanna kind of kind of. I know he's got that much hate, but uh see, I, I wanna take it like this as a 49er fan. When Kyle came in, he brought in, he didn't have we had Brian Hoyer, and I forgot who was behind him. And you know, it was like, all right, the team kind of had to grow. All right. And we kinda we grew, we grew with Jimmy. Jimmy got us to a point, we were we didn't win any games, and then boom, we got one game, CJ Bethard. Okay. Came, Jimmy came in. All right, boom, gave us a little bit of life, gave us, brought us back up, up to that next tier. We're growing. Then boom. All right, Kyle's got his mojo. He's he's found his rhythm. He's cool. Now we got we got to the point where, as a team, I feel like we've got grown Jimmy. And Jimmy, we've hit our ceiling. Like the team before, it was Jimmy was the one that was carrying the team. Now is the team has caught up to Jimmy and surpassed Jimmy as far as his ability now is to the time where, okay, now we need to upgrade our quarterback to, to make us to that next level. Because if we stick with Jimmy we are always going to be that, that team. That's going to be, you know, we're, we're always going to have, we're that. always
0: going to be the team. That's an underdog in this type of game.
9: Right. Cause because of our quarterback, because they know, okay, he's, he's whoever he goes against. Once it gets to the playoffs, he's most likely not the best quarterback of that matchup going forward. You know what I mean? So, for us to take that next step because we got the formula kyle shannon has got the formula he's got the defense he's got the running running um running game going he knows he's got his, his uh his his weapons i feel like now he's like all right now i just need a quarterback Tacking. he don't he doesn't need to be elite elite but just just give me that little and and i, I wouldn't just, even say just
0: give me that little um i would say just don't this, don't do the weird stuff because they already limit They already limit his attempts. They limit what he does. They confine. like It's like we only throw to a certain area of the field most of the time to play to his strengths. So I don't even think it's so much that we need a little extra. It's just like, just don't do the weird stuff. And and I think guys would even just appreciate that because I I know what Jimmy is and what he isn't, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we all do, and we all know where he works best and how Mm -hmm. he contributes to wins. So don't play the Packers and throw the ball backwards and now it's a fumble. (laughs) And that, be, you know what I'm saying, be part of the reason why we end up losing the game. But right. even though it's like, well, he drove down the field at the end of the game. And it's like, well, maybe it wouldn't have got to get to that point if he didn't throw yeah. the ball backwards. So I think it's those things that it's like you try to limit a little bit.
11: Yeah. My my thing real quick with, the, with Garoppolo, my problem main issue is the inc- inconsistencies. Because, like, when they gave him that contract, you know, we seen some good stuff out of him. <clears throat> Excuse me. We seen the the bootlegs and the, you know, throwing off platform, and he could move the pocket pretty well. I mean, we, you know, we saw some promising stuff that he was doing with, you know, with nobodies, basically. You know, we had Jeremy Curley, at, you know, and some, I don't even know who, Marquise Goodwin, like, you know, old wash players, you know, he was playing, you know, with uh, Pierre Garçon and stuff, like all these dudes, you know, and he was doing decent stuff. For I mean, he won five For games villain. in a row. My issue is when the team decided to give him that contract, you know, they like they could have franchise tagged them because, you know, what we saw at him was, you know, I mean, teams kind of already knew what the 49ers were. I feel like they weren't really playing this very tough. I mean, he did beat the Jags that year and they did go uh, to the AFC championship and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, like I said, he showed us some good stuff and I feel like it was just a desperation move because I, after all the bad quarterback play that we've seen and all the stuff that we went through and, you know, letting Kaepernick go and letting Alex Smith go and where we ended up, I feel like you know, the team was just kind of like, oh, like, this is it right here. Like, we can't let him walk. We can't let them, you know, we can't let them, you know, seek other options. And I feel like, you know, it's just a testament to what a, a good of a coach Kyle Shanahan is, because he's able to, to you know, play, uh, scheme this game around, you know, the limited skill set of his players. And he's playing to their strengths as well, you know, and that's the, the main thing. The reason why we're able to win games and, you know, the reason the personnel that was put around him, you know, was built, you know, because he does good things and they're trying to, you know, elevate those good things. But my thing, my problem is when he does mistakes and gets inconsistent and then he gets hurt, like I was talking about the other day, you know, when, when he gets hurt and then that's his excuse when he plays bad is all of a sudden, oh, he had an ankle sprain, he had a thumb, he had a shoulder. You know, and it's, like, excuses to, like, you know, kind of he can fall back on as to why he he's playing, you know, the way he is. But, I mean, I feel like we all understand at this point who he is. He's been on the team for, for four or five years now. I mean, I think we all understand, you know, that he's not going to get any better. He's not going to improve. He's not going to become Mahomes. I mean, he's not going to wake up and be Mahomes one day, you know. And, and I think we just got to appreciate the fact that our team, you know, our coaching staff, you know, because I feel like not every coach, in the NFL could do this. You know, they can't just that the team's bad and they can't do they can't do much. And you know, is that just the quarterback's fault or is that the coach's fault? Because I feel like any, any good coach you know can get his players to play for him and get them to play the right way. And you know that's that's we got one of those coaches. That's why when everybody was talking about fire Shanahan, you know blah 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 and you know I mean I get it you know we people were mad we were on a losing streak and you know but we got Lance to look forward to you know and hopefully you know they already they already have the first one up. Hopefully they learn from their mistakes and they can you know, that can actually build on this one towards something good. All right,
0: All right I appreciate y'all. Got to get to the next callers, man. Um, mm-hmm. The next group, uh, everybody that came on, I, I I know a lot of people they don't hate on someone's opinion. Pine. I appreciate your opinion, even if it differs from from mine. Everybody that came All on, right, I thought Croc. you guys had good things to say, man. So shout out to y'all, man. I appreciate y'all for coming on. Thank you,
4: Croc, oh, oh the score.
0: Well, I think we all think the 49ers going to win. So unless you think the, the Green Bay Packers going <laughs> to win, then, then uh, you know. No. <laughs> all, right. Okay, all
9: right. I appreciate it. Proc- thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, y'all. About to get to the next callers. My bad, y'all. My bad. My bad. I know we went a little long there. Uh, real quick, let me get to these uh, contributions real quick. There are a couple of things. This one's actually not a contribution. Someone says uh, – nope. oh, this one. Uh, so he was saying – Kyle called a different game in the second half against the Texans. It's hard to say. I think the 49ers just did a better job of moving the ball. So once you start moving the ball, you kind of get in the rhythm. I think it was more so of that than Kyle calling a, a different game in the second half for for uh, Trey Lance. Uh, here's a good one. And, again, this one's not a contribution. I'll get to contributions right now. When you say limited, if you if you don't say what the limit is, then it's just nothing. The limit with Jimmy Garoppolo is that, one, you can tell how what some of his limitations are with how the, uh, the offense is constructed, right? So there are very few throws outside the numbers or pushing the ball down the field. That's not a strength of his. So where's the limit? The limit is he constricts where Kyle Shanahan can call plays based on what Kyle feels is best for him to be able to be as efficient as he can, which we saw in the first half, right? Now, the other part of limiting it is at times where, hey, maybe teams start loading the box or whatever, and you see the safety start coming down. They start playing tighter, and you ideally would love to take these shots, right? If 49ers start to face a team that's going single high, press across the board, they would love to take deep shots. That's what teams do against the 49ers, but it's hard when your quarterback limits the offense. That's not a strength of his. For whatever reason, and if you were to see Jimmy Garoppolo just throw the ball in ups yeah, he could throw a deep ball, of course. For whatever reason, he gets a little tight and a little uncomfortable throwing deep balls uh in the game down the field. That's not a strength of his. So the 49ers don't do it. Now some people would think, oh no, it's Kyle Shanahan. Oh, no, no, go watch him in uh, with the Texans. Go watch him with the uh, with the with the Falcons. He throws the ball a ton. He throws the ball right. Those quarterbacks are throwing for them near 5,000 yards. So, but with Jimmy Garoppolo, he scales it back. He scales it back. That's, that just can't even be, like, disputed. This shouldn't even be a question. He scales back the offense with Jimmy Garoppolo because he's limited with what he could do. And he has to limit some of the offense because he's prone to throw the ball away. He threw down there two, 300 yards, two, 300 less times than Patrick Mahomes, but the same amount of interceptions. How does that even work? So that tells, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kyle's trying to limit that. So when we start talking about limiting the offense, that, that's how. Appreciate uh, you, the, the, the question, though. Here we go. A couple more uh, contributions before I get to the next group of callers. Sherm has no clue. Fans appreciate wins. We don't want uh, the heart attack. <laughs> he called Crabtree a sorry receiver. Yeah. You know, Sherm, you got a point. You got a point. Uh, I think what he's saying in general is, and, and I, you know, we understand we 49ers have been through a lot of hard, hard, dark times, right? Where the team was just trash. And I think those times let us know how hard it is to win. So when you do have a quarterback, regardless of if he's great or mediocre or however people feel about him, you're winning with him. Feels you should appreciate that. I think the 49ers are looking at it from the standpoint of damn, feel like there's another level. And 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 Sherman is saying. Well, appreciate the level that you're at because at the end of the day, you are in contention. You are winning. You just won a playoff game. You went to a Super Bowl them. So I think that's – but I get what you're saying as far as a heart attack because my heart almost jumped out of my chest against Dallas. And I was like, dang, it don't have to be that way. Here we go. Another contribution. I think regardless, Jimmy G uh, should start for as far as they go. I'm excited for Trey Lance. I want him to start a long time ago. But if he starts, then we lose. Then uh, the hate receiver's not fair on him. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I've been saying it even after Trey Lance's game against the Texans, which I thought was a good game. I thought Trey Lance had a good game. I think the first half was overblown as far as him struggling. I thought the second half, he was good. And I was like, okay, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing, but I still could see, like, in a sense, if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I want my offense called a certain way, I could see how it would be hard to kind of trust Trey Lance to do that efficiently throughout the entire game. I, I could see that. And there's just a lot of unknowns. So I said it against the Rams. got to play Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, I said then throughout this playoffs, you gotta play Jimmy Garoppolo next year. It's all—it's all, it's a trade dance show. I think the pushback on some of what Sherman also said was he would start trade ends next year, and I, I think it—his reasoning for starting trade—I mean, not trade. Excuse me, he would start Jimmy Garoppolo next year, and his reasoning for starting Jimmy Garoppolo next year was almost to protect him from the fan base. That was what I heard. He wants to protect him from the fan base. And say, you know what? Like I I would rather, you know, don't don't put those expectations on the rookie just yet. It's hard to live up to that. You know, let's go the safer route and play Jimmy Garoppolo. That was what I kinda took from his comments. Get some of these out of here. Here we go. Uh don't do weird stuff. That's who Jimmy is. He's gonna do weird stuff, and that team will have to overcome it. And I think that's something that you have to account for, right? I, I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan somehow, some way account. Well, he tries to account for it. And that's him not having Jimmy throw a bunch of times. Knowing like there's kind of that it's almost like a pitch count, right? It's like a it's like a relief pitcher, you know. Relief pitchers come in, and you know you they they, they can they come in with some heat. But it's like, okay, we don't want the we don't want that relief pitcher throwing past a certain amount of pitches. And I think that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Where it's like, all right, he can come in and he can do some things and he can come in hot. And it's like, man, we're starting to hit that number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then we hit the number. Oh, there goes some weird stuff. And that's not to say that other quarterbacks don't have weird moments. All quarterbacks throw picks and do some weird stuff. Hell, Kyler Murray, I don't know what the fuck Kyler Murray was doing in that game. He did a lot of weird stuff. Kyler Murray sucked. I would take Jimmy Garoppolo any day over whatever the fuck I just saw from Colin Murray in that playoff game. That was terrible. <laughs> all right? So, quarterbacks are prone to do some weird stuff. When you are really good, you hope that your quarterback can cut back on that. And I think that's where the 49ers are right now. Appreciate the contribution. My God, Jimmy. Tell me where to submit my resume to come on and talk. <laughs> I see you're in here now. All right? And I'm going to get everybody on here. I'm going to get everybody on here. We're, we're going to be on here as long as we need to be. All right? Uh, and last one. Here, when you say limited, oh, I already I already uh, addressed that. I already addressed that. Make sure there weren't any other contributions I missed while I was going on my little my little rants. Here we go. There were some more, so let me get to those real quick, y'all. Man, I appreciate the contributions. They're coming in, baby. They're coming in. All right, here we go. We got uh, John John Milliner. Any relation uh, to D. Milliner? I played with D. Milliner on the Jets. Uh, While the 49ers' offense has not become elite yet, because they are missing the play action, this is how Matt Ryan became MVP. I think that's a big part of it, right? The play action and having Julio Jones, that does help. But the 49ers have some big-time weapons as well. You know, between Debo Samuel, uh, George Kittle. Like, those are, you you know what teams would give to have a Debo Samuel and uh, a George Kittle? To be able to use them in that way and and how they just, just get the ball in these guys' hands and let them go to work. Just get the ball in their hands any way possible. So, yeah, uh, part of Matt Ryan, I think, was Matt Ryan, though, I think it it gets a little understated or a little looked over with how he's always been good. It just was like for those two years, especially that last year, he played at like an MVP level, where it was just like, oh, MVP, hands down. But before that, I mean, Matt Ryan, was he was good. He was always a good quarterback. He was always throwing the ball around. Here we go, my guy, Eddie. The QB situation is simple, crocky. Uh, If you are an opposing team's defense coordinator, how would you game plan against them? 49ers, 30, 20. Yeah, you know, and I I think the QB situation for the 49ers is simple right now in the sense of you play, the, you play Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the veteran. He knows the offense. There's no, Kyle has a, a good understanding of how to call plays for Jimmy Garoppolo. He knows Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths, his weaknesses, where he excels. It's just a little easier to call plays for him and have a game plan, and he leads, and his teammates follow him, all right? So, you know, we know what that situation is. I think it is pretty simple. I like the score prediction. I'm actually going to go a little bit less on, on the actual score. Here we go. Uh, Good morning, Croc. Out here in the streets of Frisco on the BART. It's crazy to say Frisco. There's, there's like, a certain section of 49ers Twitter. They're like, you can't say Frisco. You can't favorite And I'm like, man, everybody I know from Frisco they say Frisco. I'm like, what are you talking about? All right? Uh, good morning on streets Barlow. Everyone's talking about the game tomorrow. It's just positive vibe right now. And hopefully when I get to these next group of people, because we have a good group coming on right now, hopefully we can get to positive vibes and keep those positive vibes going because I'm excited. I really feel the 49ers can win. You know, we're just having a discussion. I appreciate the contribution. Here we go. I think there's a couple more contributions here. Grant Cohen says 49ers have to win in spite of Jimmy. That's what uh, – I cut off Chris Sims at one point in that conversation, but Chris Sims, he really kind of said the same thing. 49ers win in spite of the quarterback. The The only pushback that I have is, is hard because we've seen what the 49ers look like without him, with the other quarterbacks. And I, and those quarterbacks, they're not even – I mean, they're they're backups or, like, shouldn't even be on the roster type guys, right? Jimmy's definitely a starter. But even then with him being the starter and being able to win, they win in spite of him. I, I can understand that. Uh how many full seasons has Trey played in D1 before he was drafted? He played one full season. One full season. Uh, you know, I think the same could be said for how many full seasons did Mac Jones play before he was drafted? Mac Jones played one full season, D1. Trey Lance, too. Trey Lance played one full season D1. Oh, uh, Trey Lance played one, uh, one double A, so FCS. And they beat, you know, every year, every year North Dakota State plays Division I schools, and they beat them. I had a guy on here yesterday, and he was talking about it. Like, the the D1 schools, Iowa State, they beat Minnesota multiple times. Like, those schools stopped wanting to play North Dakota State because North, North Dakota State would beat them. Like, North Dakota State is, like, a good that look good. Rob Schu said uh, Jimmy has had four bad playoff games. Shout out to my guy, Rob. Great show. Show picking up team. He's doing his thing over there. Four bad playoff games. I, I, four interesting playoff games. I'll say that. But I don't think he was necessarily bad against Dallas. He just had a couple bad moments. So I was, And he has interesting moments, right? I don't think he's necessarily bad against the Vikings. It's just interesting moments. He wasn't bad against Packers. They just threw the ball eight times. I didn't think he was bad against the Chiefs. It's just, you know, four quarter meltdowns. And I think that's kind of thing. So, you know, I, I wouldn't say he had bad four games. Just interesting moments. Okay, I think I'm through all the contributions. I appreciate all the love and support for the channel. All right, we've had some guys waiting a long time. Here we go. Roscoe. Jay novel. Darius. All right. Here we go. And then I got another four coming on after that. All right. Roscoe's. I know you typically have a lot to say. Jay novel said he wanna come on here and talk to shit. Shit. I know Darius been waiting. So Jay Novel, Jay Novel, we're gonna start with you, man. Where where are we at with it? And you're up there. Matter of fact, real quick, because I have to ask a question. You're in that area, right? Are yeah. you in Wisconsin?
12: Yeah, my wife is a Packer wife's fan. A, wife's too.
0: a Packer fan. Yeah. All right. So you're a 49er fan there. What's kind of the vibes and everything that you're hearing? How are people, like, are they confident? What are you no. hearing as far as the conversation? About
12: no, so, so Packer fans have been spooked all season. Week three was their Super Bowl. It exercised a lot of the ghosts. man. Packer fans do not want to see San Francisco. They were praying that they didn't make the playoffs. They were praying that they lost to Dallas. Wow. Packer fans are not excited about this matchup. Not in Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> wow. All right, and anybody else, you guys have input. Go ahead, jump right in, man. We're having an open conversation.
13: All right, well, um, I'm going to just start by saying I feel like a lot of Niner fans are panicking, man, over a little bit of nothing, man. Like he just said, Green Bay know that we we, we the ones to beat. Um, everybody's stressing this run game, and it's like they forgot that. George Kittle, he owns – the Green Bay linebackers owns them. Three games that he played on, 17 catches, 151 yards, one touchdown. And so now we add the Elijah Mitchell run game with that. We the uh, number one red zone <clears throat> offense. And they have the number 28th red zone defense. Like it's it's a no brainer as far as the offense dominating them. If anything, to me, it's about that 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 pass uh, the the rush, the rush defense. We have to get we have to get the AR basically. We have to get to him. Um, the boy uh, Devontae Adams. They seven to zero when he gets 100 uh, receiving, and I think he had 100 plus against us week three. I like what we had now though with the corners. I do. I, I love where we at with the corners, but I feel like that. That pass defense has to get home, man. They they have to get home, and and they have been playing very well. So it's like I'm really not nervous about this game at all. I'm not, and I don't want to feel cocky. But what
0: what what you think of Roscoe?
14: Um, Anytime you have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, I'm gonna feel nervous. <laughs> Jimmy uh Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I'm actually hoping that he plays his best game in the playoffs. I just, I don't feel that you can just go and have five straight bad playoff games. So I'm I'm feeling like I'm I'm feeling like the fifth one is going to be his uh is going to be his one. So I'm actually predicting that Jimmy's going to play really well this Saturday. I'm well, I'm praying or hoping I don't know hope prayer, same thing. <laughs> I I'm just i think i think this is gonna be his week but uh yeah i mean if i was a packer fan yeah i'd be i'd be scared too yeah i mean 100 we know the history they're they're 0 3 against us in the and rogers is 0 3 against us in the playoffs uh he's never performed well against us in the playoffs maybe the first one against kaepernick but overall i mean and his and like Darius said, you gotta our front four got to get to him, and that's been the biggest thing that we've done is get to Aaron Rodgers. And when you get, and when you get to these, even the elites, so and when you get to the elite quarterbacks like Brady and, and Rodgers and even Mahomes, they start tap dancing. And <laughs> and actually, with Aaron Rodgers, he wasn't uh, he is not as mobile as Dak, and so I feel like. We we have a big advantage with our front four. I, I don't even want to say front four. It's just our our whole D line depth because we we sub them in and sub them out. Right, and they're gonna be right. fresh and they're gonna keep coming and coming and coming like the Energizer Bunny. So I'm excited about
12: that. <laughs> I'd like right. to discuss some scheme shit if possible
0: too. Of course.
12: All right. So what bothers me from a scheme perspective? In the passing game with a quarterback with lead feet is the lack of involvement and in running backs in the passing game to alleviate a pass rush, right? You want to get the ball out quick. I get it. You're suffering in pass protection. I get it. Especially with Zadarius Smith screaming off the edge. It it frustrates the hell out of me that Jamichael Hasty has the most targets in the passing game, yet he never plays. Why is Elijah Mitchell never involved in the passing game? He's got 19 catches off 20 targets. Right? So that is one thing that just infuriates the shit out of me, and I would love to hear how you guys feel about that.
0: You know, that That's a great question, and that was actually a question. Yeah, you know what? Not even that, but but talking about Elijah Mitchell. Uh, we were at the 49er thing over there in, in, in Dallas, and they have brought up that, you know, Elijah Mitchell has the highest touch rate on the 49ers. <laughs> you know? And I think with Kyle, this kind of goes to some of the things that uh, Troy Aikman said. right? Troy Aikman was like, Hey, like sometimes these coordinators overcomplicate things and overthink things. You know, you have C. D. Lamb on the outside, throw him some curl routes, throw not some set, like just get the ball to him. Everything doesn't have to be about scheme. And I think when you think of Kyle Shanahan, first thing you think of, great scheme, gets guys open. And he does. But maybe sometimes, hey, does he overthink things a little bit where, you know, you got this running back, you could just figure out a way to get him the ball on the edge, simplify the game for yourself and pick up some extra yards. I believe you could do that. Uh, a team that does that extremely well, the Green Bay Packers. They don't overthink things with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and stuff. If you're playing eight yards off, they're going to raise up and throw the ball to Devontae Adams. Just catch it. Just get five yards if you can. Right you know? now. Right off right the now, scene. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, I look over. You're playing off, catch, throw. You know, if you're playing a certain way, okay, let me just get the ball to my running back. Go ahead, catch and run, uh Jones. So I do think that there are areas within the scheme which, you know, uh, LaFleur, he comes from the Kyle Shanahan scheme. We've seen all seen the pictures floating around. Kyle Shanahan had him on staff. Shanahan was a coordinator. LaFleur was one of his assistant coaches over there in Washington. You know, they come from the same tree. Maybe it's having Aaron Rodgers. Is that the difference? But they've definitely been just more open to just saying, you know what? Okay, I have a great play call on. I got a great scheme. But this dude's playing eight yards of, off Devontae Adams. I'm just going to catch uh, just raise up and throw the ball to him right now. Simplify the game. And I definitely think the 49ers could probably do a little bit more of that.
12: It's just frustrating, right? I mean, like Devontae Freeman had 65 targets when the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. Tevin Coleman had 40, right? They were heavily involved in the passing game. They didn't have a tight end in Atlanta. Jacob Tammy was trash. But, like, it's frustrating. Or a Kyle
0: Juszczyk. Or a Kyle right? use But I get it. But,
12: like, none of our running backs are involved. Our tight end has been removed from the passing game to benefit the running game. But it's just, like, it's it's frustrating. It's beautiful to see Jennings now getting targets. It's beautiful to see Ayuk more involved. Debo obviously getting the ball, but it's like, man, like how have we not unlocked the screen game all these years into this into this offense? How have we never involved that into the attack? Yeah, I don't know. And I got. I want to see, him get, uh, my, my, to my
13: see him get Jeff Wilson more involved.
12: I'm trying to see him get more of Elijah. Jeff
13: Wilson.
12: So I wanted to say something about that. I believe that they've been using my, Jeff my, Wilson my back, to all regular season to unlock something for him now in the postseason, man. If you look, Jeff Wilson only comes in, runs those motion and blocks on those running plays. They have to have plays off of that, man. They have to have a leak up the side. They, they, to, they need to, they need,
13: they need to run him. Up. I feel like they need to run him more, like in between the ta- uh, in between the tackles, and then and then let Elijah and Debo hit the edges and keep hitting them with the one two punch. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, my bad, croc. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: Yeah, no, I was just saying, uh, you know, he said Elijah Mitchell's not a good catching running back, but he has the highest efficiency catch rate on the 49ers, like over everybody. So Talk to him, maybe, maybe, Well, maybe maybe that's not a strength of his. I don't know, but the numbers say different. So uh, it's hard to tell because they haven't really utilized him that way. But it seems like when targeting him, if he's truly caught 19 out of 20 passes, I feel like that's, that's solid. Right. Like, and I mean, he caught the ball some at, at uh, for the racial occasions. So I, I don't know if he's not good at catching the ball or again, if they're not using it, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. For comparison
12: purposes, Hasty's 23 out of 29.
15: Right.
12: But all right.
0: Any, anybody else on the on here right now have anything else to say before I, yeah, uh, I
14: wanted to, the- uh, the, the reason why I right? asked for the link, cause I I wanted to speak on this. If the Niners don't win a Super Bowl, it's a waste. I, I, I don't I don't I don't get that. I mean, if we didn't make the playoffs, yes, I would have considered this season a waste. But making the playoffs and winning a game, like I don't see how you can say that this season was a waste. Like beating the Cowboys in the playoffs, Cal Shanahan getting a, a <laughs> playoff win under his belt for another year. How, how like how can anybody say that it, it's a waste if we don't win a Super Bowl? I Preach. mean, most people. Especially when I, I was one of those who was getting on Kyle, I was like, man, he's about to have one winning season in five years. And I was going to use that against him. But now he has two winning seasons in four years. He's got uh, a year, another year where he's got a playoff win under his belt. So I don't understand how anybody can say, oh, yeah, this is a wasted season just because we don't win the Super Bowl. Are you saying that everybody who doesn't win a Super Bowl, it's a wasted season? That don't make sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Like I think maybe coming on here just saying anything. I I I don't I don't.
13: Hey Roscoe, it 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 could have been the fact that you know, because Kyle promised that, and maybe he's just holding them accountable. You know what I'm saying? It was a Super Bowl roster, 2019
12: vibes. This is all that crap. This is your squad Harbaugh after making three straight NFC Championships games and losing a Super Bowl and saying we don't celebrate NFC Championships.
7: Yeah.
14: That's mm. that's that's a that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. But Jay York, oh. look, he look. He 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 had this team um I, I I he can't say that. I mean after what we went through those 8 years of hell, I know everybody remember, you know, when we had uh cody pickett and giovanni gamarzi and i mean uh, ken dorsey came in for a little bit trent tilford i mean we had all those quarterbacks it was by far one of the worst stretches in my life as a football fan but <laughs> I, I mean to, to, to honestly say that you know it, this season is a waste if we don't win a super bowl i think it's it's ludicrous i think it's crazy and i think it's quite disrespectful to the players and the team and, you know uh and especially because a lot of people didn't think we'd be here. And now to the Super Bowl roster comment. I, I look, like Croc says, what what is a Super Bowl roster? Like what is a Super Bowl roster? Most teams say they have a Super Bowl roster, but you don't know it until you actually go and go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and so uh I mean, it's hard to go to the Super Bowl. It's hard to win the Super Bowl. I mean Tom Brady he's got 7 of them so you know everybody think like oh yeah we could get no it's hard Aaron Rodgers has only been to one Super Bowl Aaron the the freaking Rodgers he's a really good quarterback I mean he's an all-time great He's an all-time great but he's only got one Drew Brees he's only got one I mean it's not it's not like it's not an easy thing to go to the Super Bowl So I just feel like to say oh if we don't go to the Super Bowl it's a waste of-. that's crazy it's hard to get there. It's hard to win a playoff game. There's uh, Trent Williams, he's been in the league forever, and he's got his first playoff win. So to say that – and tell Trent Williams, oh, yeah, this season is a waste because uh, you guys didn't go to the Super Bowl. That Trent Williams is, Trent Williams said that playoff win felt better than any accolades ever received. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Shout-out to Trent Williams. So I got to say, crap All
0: I- right. All right, I appreciate all y'all coming on, man.
13: I'm gonna get the
0: Before
13: next one. Before we go, I want to say uh go ahead. I got, got one thing to say, Croc. One thing I want to say. One, one, <clears throat> my last uh comment as far as uh, everybody wants to say what's fair for Trey. And you know, it's not fair to to, to, to say what's fair for Trey. You know, what I'm just, like he's a he's a quarterback, NFL quarterback. He's a champion, he's a winner. If he if they put him out there to play, man, let, let that man play, bro. I don't think it's gonna affect him one way or another. About if he wins, lose, or draw against Aaron Rodgers or <clears throat> anybody else, man, I just wanted to put that out there. Like, if they call him to play, give him like he's gonna have confidence in himself already. know. but man, get behind that man. If he, if he is called to play, but don't act like oh, you know, it's not fair for him or to ask him to. to it's, it's too big. It's too like nah, man. He's won championships. He knows what what, what time it is, and I'm pretty sure he knows that this is not. This is not his, his fault when loser draw is not on him. So but yeah, thank you, Don Croc. Uh
0: I had uh pressed the button. See, I gotta stop moving. There's a button right here, and if I hit that, it can't be the court. I don't buy damn, damn, all these damn new courts. So it ain't the court. I don't know what the hell happened, but I'm good now. All right, here we go. I pressed the uh I pressed the mute button. But what I was saying was goddamn, now I gotta say all that again. Elijah Mitchell was he drafted to be a third down back. I don't know. I think everybody looks at Elijah Mitchell and they think uh, he, he's, uh I think they think Elijah Mitchell is a smaller back because he listed at 5, 10, 200 pounds or something like that. But at his university, he was listed heavier than that. And when he weighed in at the senior bowl, he was 218 pounds. All right. He was a 218 pound running back, but he, between the senior bowl and his pro day, he lost like 18 pounds and weighed in at 200 pounds to run faster. So I think everybody thinks he's a smaller compact back that runs hard. I don't think he's small. I think he's closer to 220 at running back, but he's just listed at less than that. All right, here we go. I don't know where everybody's at in the uh, thing, but I got one person here, so I got Ryan. Ryan, what's good? I don't know where everybody's kind of dropped out.
16: Yeah, I think because when you're um... – when the audio went out, they may have
0: thought they had to jump out and come back in or something like that. uh we've been on for a long time here. But go. anyway, I had a
16: couple we things. Had some so people waiting
0: long. So if you hold on, if you were in, I'm gonna get you back in. Hold on, I'll wait because there were a few people we had. Uh, I know Kenneth Goldman was waiting for a while. There were a couple others waiting for for a while to get on. So uh, hold on, let me make sure that they they get in real quick. So I just sent the link. That'll be the last group though, because you know what I'm saying we've been all here, uh, you know, approaching tw- two hours. <laughs> all right, here we go. Ah, uh, ah, uh, there we go. Hey
17: man, I got booted. What's going on, crack?
0: I know, my bad, man. My bad. Uh, that ain't it. That's probably gonna. Hey Clark, to be can you hear me? All right, I hear everybody. So. Let's go, man. Y'all, y'all go ahead. round table discussing. I want y'all to listen. Y'all, the last group. Hey, open up. And talk All about right. Well, this quick thing. If you were talking with your homies, you know what I'm saying. This right. homies talk. Let's right.
16: go. Let, let's right. go ahead. So since y'all is my homies, right? I'm gonna go back to the early thing about Jimmy G and this Trey Lance situation. where everybody talks about, well, I feel a couple with Jimmy G and the game plan, and we trust him. And that the rookie don't know the playbook, or we're not as confident with him in the playbook. But throughout this whole year, especially like the first half of the year, we had we was like a third rank third down conversion team. There is we seen on more than four games where we went five and out in the first half, where our offense was stuttering, couldn't get in and going, and we have a quarterback. But then when we talk about trade playing now, oh he's a rookie, he's not comfortable with the playbook, Kyle shanning. I don't know how to play, like, you know, call plays for him. But I'm like, so it's okay when an eight year veteran is sputtering. We get three and outs. Our offenses and nail. we can't move the ball. It's cool when, when he, he can't move. But then it's the rookie title, Trey Lance. That never makes sense to me. You see what I'm saying? So, like, the game play against Houston, oh, his first half is because he's a rookie. Um, They can't you know, you know, get a footing. But when it's Jimmy, uh, well, well, we just need to condense the game down and run the ball. So why can't that same logic be used for Trey Lance? Because to me, that's very contradictory where we make a big issue for Trey, saying that he's not able to do it as a first-year quarterback, but the eight-year quarterback has this issue throughout the whole season. I just I, That doesn't make sense to me. And then and the last thing I think y'all guys are talking about, like Chris, and uh, I mean Ross was talking about the playoffs, and it's been a success, and, you know, just making one game. What well, difference between this is why Tom Brady is considered the because he has a mentality. Kobe Bryant had a what? Mama mentality. I play to win rings. I play for a story franchise Brian. like the Los Angeles Lakers. I play for a franchise like the Page We are our standard is rings, it's championships. We're not the Jaguars going to be happy to come in or the Bengals to win one playoff game. No, Joe My Town to set the standard. It, it, it's a quest for six, not a quest for one guy on playoff win or one division championship. No, we come because we're the Niners. We represent the Niners. We spend our money on the Niners because of what? The statues that the greats put out there, man. So that's why we still say, yeah, we want rings. You know what I'm saying? So I really appreciate Tom Brady for having that mentality. Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan saying, hey, bro, we come out here to win. You know what I'm saying? The ring, the big thing, the big dance. Not just to come in and get on first
7: place and be happy with Another thing that I'll add is um, I think people feel like it is a wasted season because this is a Super Bowl roster. You have Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Debo Samuel, like, Ayuk, so many come players, on. and then you have depth. Name
16: one team they played. got five
7: all pros like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just t- like, it's just like if uh, if we don't make it, and it's because of one. Pl- well, if we don't make it, it's just like, it's just gonna suck, man. And it, and I seen Trey play, and like, I like what I saw, like. But that's how I feel. Yeah, to touch on the uh,
17: the waste of season thing, it's it's not. It's it's just. It's a wasted season of trades development. You know what I'm saying? To so whereas though we could go into next season where he could sing where he could already sing like the exotic packages from certain teams. That way he won't get caught off guard next year when teams try to throw some throw some stuff at him. That's what that's what that's my honest opinion on what the wasted season is. Cause from what I believe what Kyle was trying to tell us is with Jimmy, we could win a Super Bowl. That's what that's what I got out of that. I, I would told? say
0: this. I, I would say this. I think John, once you make the playoffs, it too, man.
16: We have a Super Bowl roster.
0: Yeah, but once you make the playoffs, it's not a wasted season for Trey Lance. Like, now, if you play this whole time and you ain't even make the playoffs and he only got two starts or whatever, then we could say, damn, we spend all that time and didn't get him those live reps. But once you make the playoffs, the wasted part that's out the window. I think I'm not gonna say it's like a success, but I think it's a it's a it's a good season. Like once you make the playoffs and you win a playoff game, that's a good season. Yeah, not great, yeah. but that's a good that's a good season. You know, regardless of who's that quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo or other. So there's gonna be time for Trey Lance to to get all those things that you want to see next year. and Maybe just whatever the case. It seems like he's a quick learner. I think we mm-hmm. saw a huge progression yeah. from the Cardinals game to the Texans game in the second half.
16: And now he got there. So I, I'm good. Huh? How many games do we get? You though, because I hear people on talk radio, local radio, because they say, hey, well, by week six, by five, I have, like, the expectation for next year is that he ain't going to have the leverage and the grace of 10 to 14 weeks to learn to play they gonna have an expectation. I heard somebody say on um signing guru and Tim Ryan and Brad Pop. They over here talking about well playoffs next year. There shouldn't be any excuse for Trey Lance. And on the like, timeout, how the hell that he's going to have? He can't get another ten to sixteen games that these other boys got this year to learn to get acclimated. But then y'all going put this expectation on immediately. But you you could have well, he could care of that this year then. Yeah. And that was 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 Richard Sherman's
0: point. Right. That that was Richard Sherman's Mm -hmm. point, right? Like Richard Sherman's thing was you got a quarterback that's winning. You're not appreciating those wins and Jimmy Garoppolo, but y'all want to throw a rookie in there with the expectations for him to come in and look like Jimmy Garoppolo. And he doesn't think that that's fair to the rookie. So I think regardless, just how we have these conversations all the time about Jimmy Garoppolo, no matter what, I I feel like there's no way around it. Everybody's going to go with their emotions they're going to see something. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. see it with Trey Lance. Then he's going to have high moments. And they're going to be like, oh, wow, he's the greatest quarterback ever. And then he has a down game. And then they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's never, he's not ready. He came from a small school. It never works. <laughs> then he wins some games. And they're just – people are going to – they're going to play it week by week. And you're going to see people's emotions be all over the place when it comes to Trey Lance. And at the end of the day, we'll see how it plays out in a few years. Um, um, so I, I, I get what you're saying, though, Ryan, in the sense that by week six. If, if he don't just hit the ground running, people are going to be like, oh, it's a bust, right? And hey, you're Croc. saying, like, that's not fair. That's not fair to the young guy. You would have rather, hey, let's get, let's get him in right now. This year, people understand he's a rookie making rookie mistakes. And then next year, he'd be better for it. That's what you ideally wanted, right?
7: Hey, Croc. With uh, Greg yeah, Papa I mean, saying, like, if Trey doesn't make the playoffs next year, I think it kind of – even though, like – I feel like since we stuck with Jimmy, and if if we're going to go far, like let's say we make the Super Bowl, then it's like, okay, Trey, now you have to go do that. I think it's still kind of like – I mean, it would be cool if we won, but it's like kind of unfair to Trey, you know?
0: No, 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 no. If you can win the Super Bowl, you got to win the Super Bowl.
7: (laughs) Right. Right? You you got to win the Super Bowl.
0: And, again, that's what Richard Sherman was saying, and that's why Richard Sherman was like, if he's the 49ers he plays Jimmy Garoppolo next year just to kind of hold off almost like protect Trey Lance from that because hey let's say you go out and you win another playoff game or you go to the Super Bowl whatever you know you you win it whatever the case is Sherman was like okay well you get rid of him and you bring in this rookie it's not fair to him with how the 49ers fans have reacted this whole time to Jimmy Garoppolo so he was like yeah I would stay with Jimmy to protect the young guy. But my thing is you gave him a lot of resources for this guy. Right, you, can't you gave too him too much anymore. home. Yeah, you can't protect him I, anymore.
17: I, I mean, my opinion, well, man, yeah. I'm not worried. I'm not worried nah. about Trey, you know. But if you're the rain, you right you, know,
15: you got to see it from a front I, office perspective, too, though. I, I, know, I said, man, like, I, man
17: why, like, like, what I wonder, what I see in, what I see in, uh, in, in uh, Trey is kind of mm-hmm. what I was looking for and Jimmy Garoppolo, and that was to show growth. And Trey is showing me growth, so I'm not I'm not going to be worried about what Trey going to do going forward. All There's a right. big difference All in Jimmy's play and Trey's play, though. Like if you get, I'm, talk- like, I'm, no, I'm not
12: talking
15: about like, the play, like, a play develop. Like you know he's going to crumble though. Like if you see a play last longer than five seconds, you know he's going to either do like a doy doy play, or we he's going to mm. just like take a second and just slam down with the ball. But at least for Trey, if you see a play last longer than five seconds, you'll see him like look down the field, and he got the arm to do it. Like you see Jimmy, and he'll be hesitant to like, like let it out, like let it like like a constantly mentality or something, you know. Like he even like second guesses himself, you know. Yeah. So, but like, I think Kyle has like them the game plan of like having Jimmy like get that ball out in under three seconds, because if he doesn't, he's gonna be like screwed. And I think that's just the way that.
12: The team is right now. This is gonna be a
0: All good right, game, though. It is gonna be a good game. I'm gonna get you guys off to get the, the next uh two callers on, man. I appreciate y'all uh calling in. All, All
12: right, right, thanks,
0: bro. All right, here we go. Boom, boom. I know y'all been waiting for a while, man. My bad, my bad, my apologies. Here we go. Uh, let's get the three screen going here, y'all. The floor is yours. Y'all, let me know how y'all feeling about this game. What you're excited about? Um, you know, all that good stuff, man. Let me let me know. Let me know how y'all feeling about this game. Are you confident going uh, heading into Green Bay and what that weather is supposed to look like and be like? What what what's y'all thoughts on it all? Man,
8: um, can you hear me crack?
0: <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, man.
8: I'm 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 actually confident, man. The more this week is going on, I've been getting more and more confident about this game. It's because our strengths are their weaknesses. And um, and and a lot of times in football, when you had a situation, a lot of times it plays out in the favor of that team. Every now and then, you might have that anomaly where this team comes out and does something they normally don't do. But in this case, I, I believe we can go in and win this game, even with Jimmy. Um, I know a lot of people have what they their thoughts about Jimmy. I've always been. I ain't. I ain't gonna say I'm a Jimmy supporter, but I've always understand. Uh, where Kyle stand with Jimmy. Like, when we drafted Trey, I wanted Trey to play right away too because I was just ready to move on and just start something new. But then when he decided to go with Jimmy, I understood completely why he did it. I mean, because it's tough for a rookie to come in and try to learn and, and do all the little things. And I think that's what some people take for granted is they don't appreciate the little things that Jimmy does. Like, Jimmy is a big part of our run game. Like Kyle's offense is all designed off of motion and figuring out what the team other team is doing. Well, Jimmy has to audible. He has to change the play. He has to flip the play. He has to be able to do all. He has to look at the front and say, OK, we got the numbers to this side. Let me do this. And Trey is athletic, big arm, but he might not be ready to do those little things to the extent that Kyle wants him to do it. So I see why Kyle wanted to take his time with Trey, give him some time to learn man I don't I don't think it's a waste of year I think I think Trey benefited a lot from sitting and learning and watching so that way when he steps into that moment he'll be able to handle that pressure a lot better than he would if he was just falling to the wolves but yeah that's just my take on that
0: snapper G how you feel about that
15: I agree I agree with everything you just said um it's a tall task man I mean this is a big game we got this I think because uh I mean, I know we talked a couple of days ago and we talked about uh uh Aaron Rodgers and you know him getting rid of the ball quickly, but shoot man, I hate him having the ball too long because if he can buy time with the pace, that means the ball is going deeper down the field. So him getting the ball out of his hands early, I think is a it's a benefit to our linebackers. I and mean, you know, I think we can stay in the game like that. But long developing plays with Aaron Rodgers, they can hurt, you know. But I think we got a very good chance, man. I'm not scared of Green Bay, man, at all. For real, um, like said, like people been saying all day. I mean, they barely beat us, and we went at our top tier when we played them the first time. So we
0: ready. I think we ready. Yeah, definitely. What What what'd you think about that, Jeffrey?
18: No, I agree with everything both of them are saying. Uh, uh, I just,
0: uh oh, uh oh, we lost Jeffrey.
7: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm back. Oh, there
0: you go. You're back. Uh-oh, lost him again.
15: There you go again.
4: Uh-huh.
18: Uh. Can you hear me? There
0: we go. Yeah, gotcha. There we go. Gotcha.
18: All right. I think there's a couple of keys to the game that uh that I think are going to benefit us. I know that I've uh I've I've talked to a few people that were saying that uh Green Bay. has the worst uh, special team numbers in all the league right now. Um, I think if we're putting Debo back uh, to get the ball, I think that we might be able to come up with a few plays in in that respect. Um, I was also listening to the cutback crew uh, yesterday. They were talking about defensive pressure, the offensive line getting pressure on the quarterback. And I know that Aaron Rodgers uh, hasn't thrown very many picks this year, but we do pretty well against him whenever we, we get picks. Uh, I think the keys to that, like they were saying, that in um, the last five games, our offensive offensive line has had uh, uh, pressure on the quarterback more than 54% of the time in the last five games. We're, we're almost number one when it comes to sacking uh, the quarterback and getting pressure on the quarterback, which might lead to Aaron Rodgers throwing us a couple balls down the field.
0: I can see that. It's just tough because Aaron Rodgers, man. He just does a terrific job of taking care of the ball. And, you know, yep. for somebody who threw 37 touchdowns, and only have four interceptions, it's hard to count on him uh, doing something to put the ball in harm's way or or doing something to kind of affect his team. The Best thing to do, get to him, sack him, put him in, you know, third and long situations and try to do that consistently. And I'd say right now with the 49ers, the way their pass rush is working, hopefully they can do that. If they do that, then, yeah. then Packers are getting in some trouble. Then 49ers, no, not- I have no problems with the 49ers' offense and their ability to move the ball, whether it's use a run game. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, he talked about it, man. I mean, He grew up in Chicago, played in that area, played in played at East Illinois. You know, I, I think he's going to be fine with understanding how to kind of take on this type of weather. So uh, I'm, I'm confident the 49ers' offense, and I think 49ers' defense, you're going to have to get some stops, hopefully get a takeaway. You can get one takeaway, that'll swing things big time for the 49ers.
18: Yeah, I see. I see a takeaway at least in the special teams. I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, uh, they just have they have the worst special teams in the league right now. I think that that's a big uh, big thing that we need to, try to focus on. Um, also, getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers. He's not he's not as athletic as far as like running uh, out of the pocket as Dak Prescott or uh, Kyler Murray. You know, I think that we can put pressure on that dude and and force him to get the ball out of his hand you
8: know what proc i i've been thinking about i kind of have a, a new york giants feel to this season when they went on when they went in <laughs> and beat the patriots because yeah. that's that's always been the achilles heel to any great quarterback is get in his face and put him on his back yeah and that's what we mm-hmm. do that's what we do best and if you can do that with it as a defense you have a chance of beating any any quarterback brady struggles yeah. when he don't have when he has pressure in his face breeze struggle every quarterback when they have people in their face, they're not the same quarterback that they normally would be. So looking at just looking at that, to me, our chances go up. And I and because I, I do feel like the Packers. When I hear the Packers media or people talk, they are a little. We got the better quarterback, so we're just going to win. It's like mm, yeah. they don't always play out right. like that. Like we 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 have the tools needed to to go beat a great quarterback. Like I said, run the ball, put him on his back. And we could and the fact you know, that we're I watched, really good at both of those, I, man, I, I like our chances.
18: I, I watched all those wild card games and, and, and watching our pass rush compared to all the other teams that we're playing. Man, we're nasty. I just think we get in there and we cause problems, man.
15: Yeah. I think all this all this Jimmy talk, man, is it's, it's drain. Because when we got Jimmy Garoppolo, has we've been to the Super Bowl, yeah, he made some mistakes, but I also think if Kyle continues to run that ball you know that's a whole nother ball game too because mostly got five yards Mm -hmm. on the first carry then the next two plays we throw the ball we stop the clock third down we stop the clock we gave the ball right back to Patrick Brown so we run the ball this game even in like in week three Eric Armstead went in the middle you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. now we got bigger guys in the middle along with DJ Jones that's gonna be a problem you know that interchangeability man we 12 defensive linemen I think we have and all I mean, uh, uh, Nick left the game in the first half. After the first half, second like, hey, we had four sacks.
7: You mm-hmm.
15: know what I'm saying? So we coming. We coming. Green Bay. Yeah, R- oh. Like, they ain't scared of all these men. We coming. We coming. All right. Hey, I
18: got hey, something I'll, to you say, on too, on about a lot. Al-
0: okay, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead.
18: I got to say something, too, about Elijah Mitchell, because I was looking at his numbers and stuff. Everybody was saying, why don't we got Jeff Wilson Jr. in there trying to run up the middle. We got Elijah Mitchell on the side with Debo. Uh, you know Elijah Mitchell, even through high school or through high school and college, never fumbled the ball, not one time.
0: Wow, gonna wood, but yeah, that's a good step to know. Yes, that's sir. It. Man, I appreciate y'all coming on, man. Y'all, y'all came with some positive vibes. We're gonna keep it going. Okay, nice. I think somebody said, Do you rap or something? You are snapping. Do one of y'all rap? Someone was saying, <laughs> I don't know if it's y'all. Y'all names and they they think y'all got some flows or something, but if you could rap, name me. You know I'm, nah, I'm a okay. I'm a DJ That's my DJ
8: now. I'm a DJ though. Okay. Oh, okay. that was D nice, right. not K
7: nice. That
15: was D nice.
7: All right. I'm, hey, I'm just, I appreciate y'all coming
15: on. Here, all, right.
0: All, right. all right. All right. Thanks all for all having a good one. Peace. Yes, sir. That's what's up. Man, we got some good stuff going, man. Today, somebody said, long show today. It is a long show today, man. We keeping it rocking a little bit longer. It's the playoff, baby. There we go. Playoff edition. I uh, was, I see my guy, Ellis, here. The 49ers secondary is not built for man coverage. Please don't ever, ever, ever do it again. And I got pushback because I feel like the 49ers guys are actually man coverage guys. Like, they're corners on the outside. Ambry Thomas Every time it came from Michigan, like, they played man coverage. Like, that's where he was good at. Um, you have uh, M- uh, Manuel Mosley coming from Tennessee. Like, he was playing a lot of man coverage. They're actually good. Uh, Ward able to come down. They're good man. I think where the kind of the issues happen or whatever, I think Kawan Williams, he's kind of a liability in uh, man coverage. If you start pushing the ball down the field, the, the issues with a lot of our coverage is, They're playing a lot of off coverage, and I don't think there are as much off-coverage guys unless they're sitting in the too high and they're able to rally and tackle. I don't think there are like true zone guys, even though the 49ers run a ton of it. I think that's where some of the issues come from with some of these guys in there. Man coverage. If you just said hey, Amber Thomas Mosley, just go play man on the outside and and just go play man, like they do well. They'd actually do well. So I think you actually it's kind of flipped a little bit with how you see it. Now, if you're talking about um Josh Norman, who can't run, then, yeah, I'll back you with that. He can't really run right now. All right, but the other guys, they're fine. Just get a good pass rush play, man. They can do it, but they're going to play a lot of his own. That's what they have proven to do. I saw somebody in here say something about underdog. Uh, eyes on QB, get turnovers. Eyes on QB, get you beat, too, especially in man coverage. Ask a – make sure I can hit the mute button. Ask Trevon Diggs. All right. I think I can put my banner and stuff back up here, my brand real quick. Man, man, man. Here we go. Uh Ugh. So earlier in this show, you guys know, man, this show is sponsored and powered by Underdog Fantasy. It's a huge contributor to everything that powers through this show and makes it go. All right. Uh, here's the link for Underdog Fantasy if you guys want to get involved in this. But right now, what I want to do is I want to share my screen. And I'm going to let you guys. I'm betting with y'all, man. So y'all, y'all help me out here. Y'all help me out here. All right, so here are, the, here are the over-unders for the 49ers-Packers game. And, again, if you're not, if you don't know anything about this, this is Underdog Fantasy. All right, you can click the link right there. There's a link, it'll take you straight to it, Underdog Fantasy. Promo code CROCKY. All right, promo code CROCKY. If you sign up today, promo code CROCKY. All right, now, I'm a, I'm going to go through this, and you guys tell me, should I take the over or the under on all things pertaining to the 49ers-Packers game? All right. I'm I'm gonna go with one right off the bat. Kyle Uzchek. Anytime I see Kyle check's numbers, which right now his uh receiving yards for the get his over under is 10 and a half. I always go with the over. I Always go with the over on Kyle check's yards. All right. So that's out the way. We're gonna start with everything else. Jimmy Garoppolo, you get one prop per person. So we got Jimmy Garoppolo's over on passing yards, 230. Or over on touchdown passes. He needs to get two. Are you guys willing to take the over-under on any of those? Let me make sure there's not the uh thing for Debo. All right. Are we staying away from Jimmy? Would y'all do the over under on the uh yards? Would y'all do the over-under on Jimmy Garoppolo's touchdown passes? Or would y'all just stay away from Jimmy Garoppolo all the way around? What do y'all think? Under on Jimmy, under on his yards, under on 230. All right. All right, hold on. We say uh, they don't have any dependable option. I see a lot of people saying take the under on Jimmy's yards. So we're going to go with the under on his yards, all right? Y'all told me to take the under on his yards. So we're taking the under. Uh, Debo Samuel, here's an interesting one. 93 yards, rushing and receiving together. Do y'all think that the elements might make it hard for him to reach that number? I'm thinking about taking the under on 93 and a half yards. Take the over. So Debo's going to have a big game. Got to remember the weather and the circumstances, right? How much are the 49ers going to have the ball? Are the 49ers going to play keep away? All right. How much are they going to run him? How much are they going to throw? That's a lot. So everybody's saying over. All right. So we're going with the over. We're going with the over on Debo Samuel's yards. Let's go. All right. Uh, So that's three. Now we can go to some Packers stuff. We got uh, Aaron Jones over under on yards. Uh, this is receiving and rushing 76 and a half. Debo, San, or, or George Kittle, excuse me, George Kittle. Are we expecting a big game from George Kittle? Is he going to have five catches in this game? Would y'all take the over-under on on, uh, on our guy, George Kittle's receiving receptions? His over-under, he needs, what, he needs five. Is he going to get five receptions? thinking about going over. So over on Jones, under under on Kittle, under on Kittle. Y'all don't think Kittle's going to be involved, huh? Y'all don't think Kittle's going to be involved. Huh. Under on Kittle, run game tomorrow. Whew. We're going to stay away from that. We're going to stay away from Kittle. All right. We got some props for the Green Bay Packers. All right, we got Aaron Rodgers, his yards, 267. Aaron Jones, his receiving and rushing together, 76. A.J. Dillon, uh, is he going to hit 40 rushing yards? I think if there's anyone that's going to be the under, it's going to be the under on that. I'm going with that. I'm making an executive decision there. And we need one more. We need one more. So who is this, a tight end? What numbers does he usually get? Ooh, uh, he's giving 13 yards. So against Detroit last game, he had 6'6", six, six, but, uh uh, uh oh 15 yards. He had 66. So here's their tight end. He had 66 yards in their last game, but typically he doesn't get a lot of targets, it looks like. Uh, 11 yards in the previous game, 5 yards. They're over under. You can do this. We can do this. We can either pin him against Juwan Jennings. All right, so this is the cool thing. They call this rivals. All right, so... Is this tight end going to – or is it going to have 13 or more yards less than Jawan Jennings? Who do you think is going to have more yards? Jawan Jennings. And if you think it's Jawan Jennings, is he going to have 13 more? If so, we can go with Jennings. If not, we can go with the tight end. What y'all think? Who should we go with? Again, Jawan Ju- Jennings is giving him 13 yards. Juwan Jennings is giving him 13 yards. Again, if y'all don't know what this is, man, this is Underdog Fantasy. I'll put the link in the chat. All right? I put the link in the chat right there. Use promo code CROCKY. Promo code CROCKY. All right? That's how you sign up with it, man. Go make you some money. I have a lot of people. Oh, forgot the promo code. CROCKY. I have a lot of people, like, on a weekly basis putting in – uh you know, hit me up. And they're like, hey, man, Croc, I use it, appreciate it. Man, I made some money. Some guy's making a lot of money. Five, $400 a week, it feels like. And I'm going to show you how they do it. So I've been advised to stay away from this one. All right. Lazard. We're going to go with Lazard on the over on his yards. So I'm making an executive decision there. So this is how we do it. We look at everything that we just did. All right. I'm going to put $10 on it. The payout for $10, if all these things hit, all right, and again, we got Kyle Juszczyk's over on his yards. Jimmy's under on his yards. Y'all told me Debo's over on his rushing and receiving yards together. The under on AJ Dillon and the over on Lazard, $10 on that. The payout is $200. Submit. Confirm. I got it. All right, let's get it. And that's how underdog fantasy works. So if y'all want to get involved on the underdog fantasy, click the link. Use promo code Crocky. Go make you some money. I'm excited. It's game time. I got a little bit of money on the 49ers. We're ready to go. We're getting it popping. They're going to go take over Lambeau Field. Let's go. If you haven't already, man, hit the link. Subscribe. All that good stuff. I see my guy right here, Mark. Off for of $20, I got $380 back on a four-pick parlay last week with the Niners. Let's go. Make you some money, Mark. Y'all make y'all some money too, man. Click the link. Use promo code CROCKY. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. I appreciate everybody that has contributed to the show. We went long today, two and a half hours. We'll just call this a special episode. We had a lot to talk about. Got everybody on. I appreciate everybody that contributed to the show, man. But, man, hit the like button, subscribe. Y'all know what it is. I love all y'all. I appreciate all y'all, man. We out, y'all. Peace. Intercepted. It is picked off by Eric Crocker over midfield. He'll run it all the way. Talk talk T V podcast, TV podcast. Cheers. Cheers.